you come for a ride? Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Vaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We discuss recent episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbours that have just aired. And the one that has just aired is a doozy. It's it's the final episode. Yeah. I'm Vaya. I started this podcast first with... CJ, the hot mess mum, who was back then just Catherine Jones because I am pink. Hello. And then a few weeks later after she realised I wasn't a psychopath, Kate Bromley joined us, renewed on Twitter. Hi. Yeah, no, no, I was like, I was like I was fairly pregnant and I was like, oh, you know, you always read about weirdos in the internet, like you're going to, you know, steal your baby, kind of cut you open, leave on the side of the highway. I, I really respected your caution and you had your husband, Phil, doing laps of the block in case <laughs> you needed to make a quick getaway. He turned up with me just to make sure you mm. weren't. You brought Toad Horse to that first I meeting, did. didn't well, you? of course. I didn't know if it was going to be a once-off and I had to show off this piece of like neighbour's history that literally no one else was interested you in. You turned up with a lamp like you were going to lamp me with it like yeah. Clive. <laughs> and I, I feel maybe I brought some like some of my neighbour's books with me as well. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I had believe... to make a good impression even if you were going to like gut me like a rabbit or something. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that this whole time it's been framed that Kate was checking out if Vaya was – the unhinged one, <laughs> but Kate shows up with a lamp and some neighbours' books. Look, I had to like it was it was an each way bet. Either she was going to like you know like murder me and steal my kid, or she was just just going to be a lovely person who I needed to show off my neighbours' merch to. I still also was crazy, but she was like, "Yeah, I can live with yeah. this level of crazy. <laughs> this is all right. This is she's, one she's, I, I she's let me hope. in. She's let my husband in unexpectedly, but you know, like, oh, you go off, you, you, you do your own thing. You, I think I'll be fine, doll. They could have been taking you into their poly relationship, like Amy and. <laughs> Levi or Ned, I can't remember. Was there an initial starting relationship? No, they all no. decided together, didn't they? On Kate three. could have been on the one, two, three. We're boyfriends and girlfriends. <laughs> We're Polly now. <laughs> but anyway, we digress because we don't want to recap the last episode, do we? No, I mean I do because I'm really happy about the last episode, mm. which is difficult for us because normally we've got a few crabs, don't we? <laughs> What do you mean? We've got a few things that we're like, oh, well, we didn't like that. A few Joel Creases. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the, look, the, addressing the elephant in the room, we have missed a few eps. Yes. And so, okay, Neighbours Council Business. Sweetie, it's just business. We will be going back and recapping the episodes we dropped off for. But since around the time of Fashion Week, leading up to Fashion Week. it's It's been a bit of a shitstorm. Like we've all been sick for like weeks at different times. Months. Vaya got evicted. Vaya had to move house. Notice to vacate, <laughs> 60 days. Oh evicted. <laughs> it's different to eviction. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wish you could say like, look, this just isn't a good time. No, do you know what? Neighbours, yeah. this was not a good time. We okay. said it when they let, made the announcement. We were all like, guys, we got a lot on and this is not a great time. And no. I'd just like to point out that neighbours just 
bloody peach pumped out 500,000 episodes in the space of a month, <laughs> which was horrendous. Awful. I actually saw one of the comments on the council. Somebody said, like, there's so much to consume, let alone podcasts. And I think that was actually the problem. that To watch Neighbours, which Faye mentioned on the National Broadcast Network this week. Oh, we're allowed to mention them by name. We just don't want to mention the... No, but I just no, want to call she, them... No, but she's saying it fondly, the oh, national fondly, broadcaster. Yeah. yeah. ABC. The, ABC. The, our national one, not the, not the BBC. <laughs> that watching Neighbours was a part-time job for the last few weeks. Mm. Mm. When they released that schedule, they're like, okay, 90 minutes a night. And last week it was 60 minutes a night. My like, guys... It was tough work. And I'll tell you what, it's tough work being a parent and having neighbours be on from 6.30 to 8pm. When you've got two little kids, it's like, ugh. And I had to move house. And you guys haven't moved house for a while because no, you're no. homeowners and you are staying put. But oh, I'm, like I've got no interest in ever no, picking in that. Behavior. I don't advise. No. But imagine during this time picking up every single object you own and putting it in boxes and then taking them out of boxes with a toddler well, running around. you have to around. find a new house as well. Yes. And... Then I found out my iron was, I had no iron. My iron was low. To get like you couldn't do clothes. I know, <laughs> oh, I don't have an iron. I think the first time you said that, I was like, okay, darling, you need to drop drop that. I, got, I gave up ironing like probably 10 years ago. That, that's give. just, you know, like just let let it pass. Yeah, just wear like fabrics with a that with don't a wrinkle. Give. No, I had, to get yeah. I had to get infused, mate. The point is, this was not a good time for any of us, but the undercurrent to all of that is that this has been a really heartbreaking Mm. experience watching the thing you talk about every week and enjoy every day dissipate. Yeah. I've had anxiety since the announcement and it's also really hard to talk about because there are real problems in the world. <laughs> and But also we're among friends in this Neighbours community and everyone has had a really tough time mm. with this show ending. And I think we all feel a bit guilty that we've been neglecting the pod because mm. we know that everyone listening loves Neighbours mm. and probably wants to hear us talk about it and we've we've been silent but um so we've been thinking of you guys and mm. yeah also like one of the things is like watching the end i don't know let's say month of neighbors there's so much pressure on like i'll think things like oh gosh i just i don't want to see freya or um Kiri or <laughs> the Rodwells. I'm like, I don't need new characters. Just just give me neighbours stuff. You oh, know? I see Candace Leesk, is it? She gives me life. I want more Wendy. No, and that's the thing though. <laughs> All of those feelings that I had, they weren't about those. Even mm-hmm. They weren't even about those characters. Mm. They were just, there was so much pressure in watching the final parts. Mm. And I think now also that I know how it ends, I feel like I can talk about it. Yeah, and because you also you didn't want to use up the energy, that part of your brain that is learning about new people. It's like I don't have room for this energy. Yeah. <laughs> but now I think on a rewatch, like yeah. I, I think I could watch this whole season again. And the fact that Freya and Levi, those beautiful little people, made that Facebook group and got everybody together. Well done, guys. That was a great use of your time. It really was actually. Because Freya was like, she was without a job and the first thing she did was volunteer Yeah, for Toadie's foundation. I quite liked that actually. Um, she was very self-evolved. At one point um, Levi says like, oh, do you ever have a day where you just don't achieve anything? And she was <laughs> like, well, I actually haven't a job for a few months, mate. <laughs> And it was, I love her. I think she's such a great actress. And she, I really yeah. like the character as well. Yeah. yeah. She's, 
Yeah. So I'm looking forward to actually seeing where she's going. And I think I'm going to rewatch it because I think I will actually love all those characters. Yeah. I had such disdain for her arrival because it was gangs. Yeah. It was the um, the old neighbour's trope of the woman with a secret. And oh, yeah. I'm going to reference a lot of what gets brought up in Neighbours Council, but it's been referenced recently. Like, did we ever find out why her ex-boyfriend's scarf was at Roxy and Kyle's wedding? <laughs> nah. Why no. Ned rolled up with the scarf? What a weirdo Ned is, just finding some guy and stealing his scarf. It was like he, the, he must have been very drunk. Was it like the yellow umbrella in How I Met Your Mother? Like are we ever going to find out what the symbolism is? We are never going to find that out. Pulling it back. Uh, so the point is we were thinking of our community and uh, we did try. We had a few records scheduled. It's also Melbourne winter and it has been a ball breaker. The other thing is, is this podcast is just like every other industry at the moment. So literally every industry in most of Australia, but Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane in particular, is completely falling apart because of COVID, the flu. RSV, I learned the other day. Illness. Yeah, like all of us have been sick, like for most of the time. Cold and flu season has wiped a lot of people out. Yeah. But you go into like supermarkets and stuff, they will have half the staff. And so we... Teachers, anyway, um, we won't get into all that. Yeah, but anyway, this this podcast is just just the same. UK listeners, think about what your coming winter will be like. Oh, (laughs) Remember that really hot day you guys had and that was really tough? The opposite of that and for three months. (laughs) Oh, look, um, I'll tell you what, you know, there's been like trolls on the internet saying, footy's not that hot. No, 40 is fucking hot. Yeah, I felt terrible sympathy for you because it's horrendous no matter gross. where you live. It's yeah. gross. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know how a lot of people say Melbourne is the coldest place on earth in winter for no reason because it's 10 degrees higher than places Other that are colder. Place, yeah. Oh, yeah, cause, um, because we've got no insulation in our walls, basically. Yeah, it's not yeah. built for it. The right. UK is not built for that heat. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 yeah. yeah. So everyone's had stuff going on, right? Anyway, but you're not here to listen to us talk no, about that. No, no, just <laughs> belly aching about our lives. However, having consumed the finale, it's given me renewed energy to go back where we left off and really savour those moments and analyse them because I, I want to get stuck in now to the details that we have the luxury of time. Yeah. And so we will not abandon you in your time of need, friend. We're here sticking around. There might not be new neighbours, but there will be new neighbours. Yeah, we're outliving it. I refused to outlive the show, but we're going to. Also, another point of business um, was that Vera and I were able to go to the um, live screening of the final episode at Fed Square. It broke our hearts that CJ couldn't come. She's been, well, again, she got beaten over the head with the cold and flu season. Well, I mean, I went to a hospital. Mm. Hot tip, don't do that. You'll (laughs) get the cold. Like I didn't get, you know, the more serious viruses, so that's good. And it was gone in two days but it was at its peak in that. And, I mean, I had to be a sensible woman. And, not, and it was, it was a miserable day in Melbourne that day. It was freezing and it was rained for most of the day. And, and Kate had her heart set on going to Fed Square in the city and I kept trying to drop hints to back out of it, like hints like, hey, Kate, it's going to be fucking cold. Can we not go to this? But also I had an alternative plan yeah. of work. Well, I, initially I had wanted to watch the finale. Uh, this is what I wanted to do, right? I wanted to go to the winery, Panton Hill or whatever it is. I don't think anybody would have been there right then. Yeah, no one, that's why I rethought it, on August the 1st, right? Because that's when the finale was going to air. I was going to do something, right, and have our few Melbourne pals 
that are here, come with us and we can all watch it together and stream it to the UK, right? Then they around with the dates. Yeah, they did. And so, that just was, I was like, I'm out. I can't. That I, was only like two weeks before the, because they changed it. Mm. But we, look, Vera and I sat on wet deck chairs. Mm. The I, things you'll do. <laughs> we put the a, Vera brought towels. I put a towel put, down. Put a towel down under, but, put a towel, towel down under baby Madge. And our, well. But our guests, our friends sat on like plastic bags. <laughs> I, I grabbed the picnic blanket out of my car, which has got like a rubber back on it, sat on that, wrapped myself up in it, and I was like, this is all right. All right, it's the night. Neighbours finale night. We are out in Fed Square, Federation Square in Melbourne, CBD. Kate, Kate's here. Hey, everybody. It is not an Erinsborough winter here. It is a full-on Melbourne winter right now. It's cold, it's raining, but we are here. People are in blankets, people are in beanies, raincoats. We've got hot chips. We are sitting in deck chairs, gorgeous summery deck chairs, and we are behind a couple of neighbours, script department staff members, and missing our beautiful CJ, who is not well because it's winter in Melbourne and people are dropping like flies. Real shame, we can't watch it together. We do have baby Harold and baby Madge here though, Kate's kids. Are you excited to watch Neighbours on the big screen? Yes. Baby Madge is obsessed with Kylie, aren't you? Mm Mm-hmm. And what are you called on the podcast? Uh, Madge? Yeah. Did you know that Kylie used to be on Neighbours? Really? And guess who Kylie played? Who? Madge's daughter. Really? Yeah, so if you had a daughter, you could call her baby Charlene. Who's Charlene? But because the Erinsborough gods were shining down on us. Kiri's special god that she believes in. Yeah, thanks, in, thanks, Kiri. Really thanks, Kiri's god. Pro LGBTQ plus lifestyle. Maybe it's uniting. I don't know, but and um, open to Glenn hooking up with married people in yeah. in the church. Yeah. What a wonderful open church. No rain. Errands for a winter. No rain that day, that night. A few little sprinkles towards the end. There's a few little sprinkles on Vaya's cheeks. Oh gosh, tears around Australia. Vaya okay. was the the most emotional person in the crowd. This is the final scene. Perfect blend. Oh my god. I'm so glad I got to watch it. I know, I know. <laughs> it's been too long since we live watched it. <laughs> and because of that, we not, had cameras pointed at us quite a bit. Right up our nostrils. Not that it wasn't a poignant moment and that it wasn't an emotional time because a few, a lot of people have reached out and said, this was me that night. Yeah. Yes. Those emotions were real. However, I had the run-up of just coming out of a house move, sick toddler, my iron had been low, and I was supposed to have been working 30, 30 hours a week. You say this, Vaya, but what did I say to you on the night? I said, you have a heart of pure sponge. Yeah, and I re- that's a very accurate description of me, Kate. You, the- would have, you could have gone into that with like a full night's sleep and, <laughs> and nothing. You would have been crying your heart, oh, eyes out. Because you've cried at some pretty lame things on Neighbours before yeah. and this was a genuinely sad moment. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And it is also the build-up of us doing nothing but talking about this for eight mm. years nearly. But what happened as soon as it finished, there was like almost like a stampede of feet of this um, journalist from the BBC running up with the, with the camera in your face she's and microphone. Amazing. She's very good at her job. She's like, those girls now, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what kind of thing they're going through <laughs> mentally. I don't care who we have to bowl over to get to them. It was like it was like a moment from a current affair. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we, made, we were on the news all the next day in the montage. There were 
my mate Hunter at the nightly news show that he works at is like our comedy producer has a montage of you crying and pitched it as one of the segments. Didn't make it but he sent me the compile anyway. Mm. Out of interest, does that person know you? I don't know, mate. The comedy? I know. No, I think they just went, who's this trajo? <laughs> but, but somehow like Vaya and I became the, the faces of bereft Neighbours fans. <laughs> Poor Vaya is sobbing and I turn, I turn from Baby Madge who's out of scene and I turn to you and then we both look at each other and like we hug and we, we were on three different news services and no, usually were- with a voiceover going and that's where Neighbours become good friends. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Uh, but you were like on overseas news. Oh, yeah. Someone in Ireland saw CJ's friend who CJ's bestie Sasha came and stood in for CJ beautifully. Yeah. And friends of the pod, Triana Butler, Michael Chamberlain, my boss, Jared McCulloch, like people were just happy to be part of this event in Melbourne. And to the BBC, I said, oh, it should be on for another 20 years. And they took that and ran with it. And I, I look shabby as because it was freezing. So I had my hair down I was, as extra I was extra bloody, you're, you're a soundbite. It's really unfair that it was cancelled. It's still such yeah. a great show. It should still be going on for another 20 years. Yeah, yeah. But that was an excellent soundbite and I was in the background barely able to say a syllable. But at the, <laughs> at the time I was thinking, should I say another 37 years? And I thought, no, I'll be realistic here. Let's aim for 20, okay? That's <laughs> Doing hyper-analysis in yeah. your brain as you go. <laughs> what a strange night that was. And then the next day I was just laughing at myself all day. Looking, it was pretty funny. Also I was wearing that. Remember a few podcasts ago I said I looked like I was a cat burglar because I was in a black crew jumper. My crew jumper. friend Casey's 20-year neighbour's jumper. But I had two jumpers on. I had two pairs of pants yeah, yeah. on because it was so cold. I like the Michelin men there. I, had, I like, couldn't feel I, my toes. I had a T-shirt. I had a jumper. I had my Erinsborough High School uniform. I had my... Uniqlo gigantic puffer jacket on as well. So we also <laughs> remember Baby Madge was with us and she had done press with us earlier in the evening. Yeah. We're on Melbourne radio. Like a pro. And we're stand Vera and I are standing in there looking like the two roughest bogans ever saying, I'm in polar fleece. And she's, high. she's comforting me instead of her child. <laughs> I loved that was my favourite part because Kate is just turned to Vera. And I remember somebody once telling me oh, that you Madge go to fine. the child that needs you the most yeah, yeah, in that moment yeah. and that's where Kate went. Yeah, baby Madge would have been all, yeah, go, uh, go forth, Mama. I think we need, to, we need to get baby Madge on the pod sometime because she's watched it the whole last month mm. with me, watched it live, so she's really understanding what's going on. And when she saw Madge, because I've been telling her, oh, yeah, you're called baby Madge on the show, on the pod, and she's like, that's Madge? And I was like... She's a little disappointed. A little bit disappointed. However, who made up for it? Well, um, Baby Harold, we explained about how he's called Baby Harold, saw Harold on screen, liked him, but then at the event they had these gigantic cut-out faces and so we got <laughs> he's fallen in love with Harold. So he's got a Harold mask. He's got a Harold mask now and now when he's he's seen him on, you know, the little news stories, he's been like, oh, Harold, that's me, I'm Harold. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> uh, we've got Jane, the Jane face, and she's on our fridge now. <laughs> So the other thing that I haven't mentioned because I don't think we've – I've done like one pod since we've got a new Prime Minister. It's really weird. Like it's in another era that we had those other pods. Just wait till you guys get a new government in the UK. Oh, it's (laughs) – It's it's amazing. You don't have to like swear at the news anymore. As much. Yeah. But Mm. I didn't even get to talk about the fact that I saw Gazcan at the polls on election day. Oh, yeah, because (laughs) – How come he didn't get invited (laughs) (laughs) How about all these salty ex-cast members that are anti-vaxxers, anti-whatever? Oh, my God. Eat a dick. 
or just or just bad or just bad at human rights. I'm so interested in this. You know, I'm thinking about it. We, the three of us, obviously love drama because we have podcasted about neighbours for all this time, right? Unmissable drama is our thing. And I now am going to invest my drama in who wasn't invited back. Yeah. I want to know. I, th- I think we need to like draw a whole list. Because like, there's been groups of people who were missed. Yeah. And like there's some people... Like there's some people it doesn't matter because they've moved on with their life or they did entirely. like or they did like you, you four months say, of episodes and who cares? Yeah, you could say that about um, Dan McPherson. Dan McPherson, you'd be like, well, I can understand why well, he hasn't come back. I mean, he's he's quite happy and successful, much like Millsy. <laughs> oh, but okay. what a ray of sunshine! Oh my goodness, he was just wonderful. And we don't get to talk about about him much this episode because all of his fun stuff was in the previous episode. Yes, ep. that's right. We'll come back and do a deep dive there. He did gaze into the camera a few times. Yeah, happy to have it. Yeah. The, you can also do some forensic analysis on who's been posting thankful Instagram stories and posts and who hasn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because there are a few that are too cool back. for school, like they don't want to mess up their modelling shots on the grid with, yeah. thanks, I used to fling lattes at Harold's. And yeah. Look, it's very interesting. So basically neighbours like production have said in a few interviews, we put the call out, we invited everyone. And so I don't think you did. <laughs> Oh, because I was a very, very bitter ex-cast member complaining yeah. online. Um, I'm not talking about the usual suspects. I'm talking about no. the, the guy who had the first line on the show ever, thinking he deserved an ins- maybe, invite back. Maybe Google yourself, mate, and you'll find the answers oh, to those yeah. questions. <laughs> I think if you found yourself in an article online that may have a criminal element to it, then you're probably never going to appear yeah, back on Neighbours. Not the greatest PR because, you know, there's a – Checkered recent history with neighbours and they're trying to keep mm. a clean bill of health going into this finale. I think realistically they probably put the call out to like 90% of people that maybe they drew a line through how many episodes they you would have had to clear. Like if you've done 50 episodes then you get an email saying, do you want to be on a Zoom call? Yeah. I mean I think you had to have some sort of relationship. Well, no, because the Zoom call wasn't all people related to Mal and Toadie because that's who generally sends a message at a wedding, the people who mm. care about the... Yeah, if you look too closely I mean, yeah, at the like montage, it doesn't... Beth Brennan, yeah, as she said, I don't know either of you, but I'm here. Look, I don't have a thing to say against that double, no, that nothing, double act. I've got nothing to say. I don't even care. They're my new favourite duo. That's where you get to suspend... Disbel- yep, yep, happy to have it. Yeah. Um, is that the biz? Let's, yeah. So, yeah, find us in the Neighbours Council... Twitter, Instagram, all those places. We're going to keep chatting. It's going to be a little bit more irregular. Well, it has been anyway. You know what? It's probably going to be more regular. It's probably going to be more regular. I'm so excited. It's not going to be weekly, but it'll be more regular. Yeah, we're (laughs) going to have fun stuff coming up. It's going to be fun and silly and nonsense and everything you need right now in in this time. Without the pressure of the looming last episode. Because it's been. So it's nearly 9,000 episodes and a lot of our... Overseas friends have watched this show twice a day. They've watched like 18,000 episodes. Mm. So these last episodes Mm. out of Query, were they just numbered with one number? Uh, All I know is that the last one is 8903 and I don't know if that's the last three in a chunk together as 90 minutes. Yeah, well, that's a real pity, isn't it? They should have got to nine. They should have. Could have, should have, would have. Could have gone for 20 more years according (laughs) to Kate. Oh, look, I would have been happy with up to 40 years because then at least you can have a proper – Run up because my disappointment is not not at all in the finale is in the because we watched ninety minutes a night and that's unhealthy. It was 
disappointing that we didn't get to digest every episode. Yeah, it went yeah. at a frenetic pace yeah. and suddenly it's like, we're selling the house, we're selling the house, full sale sign, da 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 Go brush your teeth, go read your reader. <laughs> like that, that was, that was not, I'm trying to watch these, I'm like, these things while having actual adult responsibilities. Whereas I'm like, where are my shoes? Where are the spoons? Like I had to do a television appearance and I didn't know where my shoe – I've been wearing sneakers and leggings – as pajamas and day wear, and I didn't know where anything was. And they, the journo said to me the night before, and I said, "So, how? What do I have to wear?" And he goes, "Smart casual." I'm like, "I don't know where smart casual is right now. Do you want a neighbor's t-shirt? What do you want?" Anyway, I miraculously pulled out something, things out of a box. But I, anyway, I also got the ceramic pig on the national broadcaster. I'm not gonna. You do so ceramic pig. That's both of them. Yeah, I've the backup. One of them I was going to donate to the Pinot Court and I'm glad I didn't right there right now. Because no. you're doing business with you. Ceramic Pig was pretty much how the episode started and finished. Yep. And I think that's what made me cry ten times more than I would have is the Ceramic Pig of it all. But we start with CJ who begins the episode. The voice of Paul Robinson takes us over basically what Ramsey Street means to us. Ramsey Street. It's just an ordinary street in an ordinary neighbourhood where extraordinary things tend to happen. All that history. But what does it mean if most of the street is no more? If the residents have learned anything over the years, it's you never know what's around the corner. And I just love that he starts it because obviously we now know Susan ends it. Mm. And we know that Paul is the only character that was on that first – he was on the first episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's from the, the starting era. Yeah. Like, but so is, like, Annie now. Like, there's other people that ended the show that started But she was – no, no, she wasn't. She, she came in later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just like being guided by his voice and I'm just so happy that – he. I mean, he's, he's been up to Paul hijinks until, like, last week. <laughs> but he just sort of – Some say hijinks. Some say abuse. Tomato, think, tomato. You know, I think if we could plot his, you know, we always used to say his fate was like a sine curve. It would go up and then mm. inevitably down, but the, he'd reach the absolute bottom and then, you know, like things would slowly get better for him. But I feel like he hasn't really reached the bottom for a while now. Well, I don't know any sense of time because we watched so many episodes in a row. Yeah, no sense How of time. much time has passed. Like to me, Mal and Toadie got <laughs> engaged four minutes before they got married. Yeah. And I'm like, it all seemed to happen in five days, everything. And it might have been a week. And because sometimes things like that do happen in five days on Neighbours, I couldn't tell how it was different. So when you're talking about the engagement party, I was like, what was the engagement party? And then I was like, oh, hang on. The thing with that Angie was at, that Mm. was like the the week before the wedding. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, see, look, I got engaged less and like probably got married maybe nine months later, like, oh no, eight months later. I was like, no, there's not enough time for an engagement party too. So mm. I was like, oh, you're right. Bless them though. I don't know why Paul's reminiscing at the start. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Neighbours is ending. So, <laughs> and that thread of the characters having an end and knowing that something was about to end stayed the whole episode. And while I didn't like the fact mm. that they all put up their houses for sale, like it seemed – Weird, right? It was cartoonish. It was cartoonish, but it actually gave them, it actually gave that sense of they were able to address that something was ending. Yes. 
the end of an era. Yeah, I thought it was quite smart. Yeah, change was in the air, that real sense that change was in the air. Yeah. I I felt that this was a prime opportunity for them to sell to the producers of The Block. Well, (laughs) it actually – Kate is a fan of the reality series The Block, which airs all over the world in some incarnation. And, and we know, look, there's crossover here because there's a lot of um, UK people have been watching the block somehow. And when Baby Madge came with us to the screening, we were actually on the way there saying, I wonder who's going to buy all the houses. And then I realised that we toured the block house with her and I was like, this is like the block finale, Madge. <laughs> oh, and she was like a bubba, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's the day of, a day of Toadie and Melanie Pearson's wedding. Is it the day before? So they have. Oh, little... sorry. There's a hens party. Yep. Yeah. There's a little hen and bucks thing in the um, pub, and Mel looks amazing. She's got this amazing like bride headband and great outfit and nice earrings, like, celestial nineties ish, mm. and there's these red dress with the sleeve. Oh, there's going to be a lot of wardrobe chat because I think it was exquisite. Yeah. April's posted many times about like her whole wardrobe and stuff like that, and I feel I feel like they've just picked the best outfits. From that, and then obviously gone and got some new ones. But yeah, so basically, it's like any neighbor's wedding where there's a lot happening on the street at the same time that there's a wedding. Yes. And um, yeah, Jane decides not to come to the wedding. Yeah, because she, her, she's in the other block shooting yeah. all her two handers. It was very flimsy. Her, what? She, she was sad because she was breaking up with her boyfriend. So her boyfriend, I did see on the council someone saying, why Why do we have to like character assassinate Paul Clive yeah. before this? And I'm like, because yeah. it was fun for everybody is why. And because Guy Pearce had to be there and yeah. like, see you later, Clive. No room for you. Which is harsh because we do love Clive. We do. He's, he's our ginger fox. And I, throughout this whole thing, I've been thinking of the episode where they got together. They woke up in bed together and that whole week I was going, jive, jive, jive. I was mm. thrilled. And and I, I won't get into right now like how flimsy their breakup excuse is because that's really the previous yeah. episodes. But, yeah, they've done him bad. Yeah. But he's gone to bed with his, his rightful partner he's, he's it's, off, off to the city of angels it's hinted at because that's where shalive could shalive yeah. again it was weird though that he didn't choose to go to new zealand where he's got children and grandchildren nah, he's got to go where sheila is <laughs> he just follows women have we not known this yeah good Clive? he's yeah. like he's like the the male felicity yeah from that 90s series so they're at ends and he dresses up in his gorilla outfit. Now, like, oh, which I love. You know, like that's it was clearly he had to dress up as a gorilla gram again. That's it, that's his thing. It mm. is his thing. But also, didn't he do it for Sheila? Yeah, he did. Did he do it for yeah. Sheila or did Sheila do it for him? <gasps> oh, I reckon he would have done it first. Or maybe or maybe, I, I, I maybe he did, she it did it for him and when we she was trying to win him it. back. Okay, good point. Maybe he did it and it was behind closed doors and we didn't. <laughs> oh, God. If he's already got oh, it, Because he was whinging. It was like, I'm still spitting out fur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was pretty against it. But I'll tell you what, he's unboganized himself a lot since he broke up with Sheila. So. Mm. He's a CIO. Aaron's Rahal. Now, now it's beneath him, the monkey suit. So he gets into that and he proposes. I don't think there was a ring. No, no, no. He didn't propose. He tried to. He said, I want to spend my life. He was like. She was like, um, look, there's something else going on here and I I was just like Jane you are so close to being homeless right now and that man has a really nice house just try and see if it works for a couple of months before turning him down completely it was only a month ago she was taking guests around to his place 
this beautiful mansion. And because also everyone around her, not just in the street, but her immediate loved ones have decided they all want to go to New York. Yeah. I was from Byron. He's off to um, chase some ass in (laughs) South Africa. <laughs> but um, let's talk about the New York thing. I mean, we, we'll get into it when we recap those episodes. But good luck, everyone, heading yeah, over to good, New York. Good luck getting you know past immigration in America when you're very criminally minded. Paul's, Paul's been in prison, so that he's out. Um, Doctor Knacker's on probation still, so he's actually doing the one thing. Oh, sorry, is he off probation now? No, he got probation. So did Freya. So there's there's two. There is actually probation and then there's a non-custodial sentence. That's what Therese got that time. Yes. Yeah. That you couldn't go to America mm. because you currently have a sentence, mm. like you're in mm. sentence. <laughs> but I saw – no, I think he's actually passed away now, so R.O.P. But you know John Farnham's manager who mm. – mm, Glenn Wheatley. Wheatley. Yeah. I saw him in New York once about six months after he got out of prison. Wow. Mm. So – it's totally possible and I'm thinking if you are a business owner like Paul who has an international businessman. Yeah. If you have business in America that you've got to go to, which mm. I'm obviously they can fit all that, I feel like it's possible. My favourite part was like Aaron was all like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with the shed, which is like me, I'd be like it, literally sell it on Gumtree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... like it's the components you could just sell as gym equipment and a container. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and But then I, I was like, you know what your real problem is, Aaron? Um, your baby's mother, she's got to let you take this child to America. Yeah, but she's at a bit of a loss too because her – it seems like anyone that hooks up with um, Kiri, she's a bit of a non-starter relationship-wise. Yeah, she wants to move two hours away to Riverbend. Yeah. And so her and Chloe had Just no chemistry. Yeah. Her and her dad moving to her family home. Yeah. It actually does make me think of that cult, the family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like is it out like by Lake Yildon or something like that? Is, I mean that's where our school camp was. Yeah. So that makes sense. It was very eerie yeah. out there. Um, yeah, yeah. But also what is Riverbank? It's like it's a school camp. Yeah, like, it was. That's what? like, and you know, like, oh, we can turn into an eco-resort. Who the hell's schlepping their ass out there for some like nondescript bit of bushland? Which there's nicer, more interesting places to visit. Anyway, they said Riverbend, Riverbend too often on that finale, and I don't want to say it that many times on this pod because mm. I didn't have time for Riverbend this week. Yeah. But they kept giving it to me. But they were trying to get Therese to buy it. Oh, and they were coercing her as well, which I was like, don't swap the, you know, the words of Kylie herself. Better the devil you know on that one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she invented that phrase. Mm. <laughs> so basically Nicolette's sort of like, well, look, Kiri doesn't even want to stay in Erin's bar for a relationship. With Therefore, her. I will leave the country. Yeah, and I thought it was a little insensitive of Leo to want to go so far away from, um, what's her name, Abigail? Not Abigail, the other one. Brittany's. Abigail's maternal Grandpa- grandparents and family. Look, they were like very half-hearted. They're like, oh, yeah, whatever. You just keep her here. Like, we don't need you up with us. He has, you know, has he even gone and visited them? He's, yeah. He did once. Yeah, yeah. A couple of times. To- couple of times. Oh. Last week, two weeks ago. They're like, oh, where's Leo? He's in Wollongong. We have to do the filing or whatever. It's hanging out with Brett Bowman and DJY. <laughs> so, Jane. Oh, sweet Jane. 
So a mysterious bicycle person. Bi- not bicycle. Motorcycle. Motorcycle. Bikey. Motorcycle. Yeah, well, we don't know their gender. They're, they're just. Yeah, but they're certainly not riding a bicycle. <laughs> That's true. That is, it's a motorcycle. Um, rides around the street and stops and stares at them while Clive's trying to make his, at least if he's not proposing, he's trying to make his peace. Romantic and, gesture. Yeah. yeah. And Jane is just like. He's on the bike. Yeah, I've got. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. He was aggressively revving, and to be honest, he, he kind of did have like you know outlaw motorcycle gang vibes. Yeah, but once you know it's Guy Pierce under there, you're just like, hello, hello, <laughs> hi. But we all knew that that it was Mike, didn't we? Like, we, were you shocked yeah, by who it was? So they because they Sorry. released a lot of yeah. press releases late in I the wish, game. I wish they hadn't. Like, I didn't want yeah. to be spoiled for one single thing. And then that, if I wasn't having people directly send things to me, I was like moderating stuff out of the bloody mm. Save Neighbors group, and I'd be like, <laughs> I do not want to see one single more. Which I'm, thr- I'm thrilled that you were doing that because I was doing, I was getting so grumpy about it. I was like, if you, if you, if you, <laughs> I um I wasn't locking down to avoid spoilers. Like, I just was trying mm. to. I was trying to keep them out of my way if I could, but I didn't mind. Like the Kylie and Jason spoiler, I was like, that was inevitable. Yeah, I don't, yeah. whatever. Look, I didn't look, care. And that, that was unavoidable. That there, was, there were some people that didn't even want to know what they were wearing. I'm like, eh, what? Mm, people got to get bums in seats. And we did, Do you know how many people have... watched that finale in Australia? Nearly a million. So yeah. worked. Also, like, we didn't know the context of their mm. return, which yeah. is fine. But I'll tell you what, every bloody Tom, Dick and Harry posting to the Safe Neighbours group, <laughs> was like at the start I was like, oh, I don't want to offend anyone. You know, like there's a lot of loose units in the Neighbours fan community and I was like, I don't want to be like at the end of their ire. But then at the end I was like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> but I did want to have a few surprises and there was no greater joy in Fed Square a couple of moments when – Natalie Imbruglia yeah. and Holly Valance appeared yes. and the crowd went wild because no one expected it. I was 24. Oh, my God. I actually lived in 26 as well. Well, apparently someone's getting married tomorrow, someone named Toby. Do you know him? Toby. He married my sister twice. I didn't need to know every single face that was coming back. Like when they're like, oh, there's 31 returnees. And I was like, well, no. how about you keep it a secret because that would be nice. And that final one where it looked like they put it, they, they didn't even cut and paste it together so they, they were all on one. What did you say at the time, CJ? Oh, yeah, the final post had like a weird – they have referenced it as a comic This is like a, an Instagram po- or Twitter post before the finale. Yeah, so not even using like the brand font and the brand colours. It was just like celebrating neighbours and like just – Threw up a couple more faces. I think the first Google images you found of Jesse Spencer and yeah, whoever else. Non-copyright obtained images would probably be the general theme of that. So what I said at the time is it looks like Neighbours Socials don't have their Canva membership anymore. <laughs> using free Canva. But, but we didn't need any of that. Just, I didn't want any of them. Even mm. if they just said what... Kate said about we've got 31 mm. coming. Yeah. Up. Just 30. Like what that a great number. great tease. And look. And then you could have jacked it up to 45 or whatever yeah, it was. There was someone in the very final scene who appeared who hadn't been. Oh, my spoiled. God. And I was just, oh I, I went from weeping to going, Phil Martin? Is that Phil? And then I'm turning to her and going, is he dead? Because <laughs> he it, gave me just after look, the ghosts. What did you say? I think you said something like it. Took me out of being sad. Oh yeah, yeah. Like so, so seeing Sonia. Look, you know, over the years, 
I yeah. really didn't care that much about Sonia. Yet it, yet <laughs> but it. I have to say, the shot of her standing there with the three children, mm. I was just like, oh, God, this is actually very sad. And because this is probably the saddest death of all this because mm. she's left behind three children who have mm. featured heavily in the show. Yeah. And... <laughs> Then, so, so I was like, that broke me. But then seeing Phil Martin glued me back together. In his like, loud Hawaiian shirt. And then he featured, like, we would just rewatched it. And I was like, oh, my God, he's, like, right at the very end embracing Melanie as the balloon disappears. Did Phil Martin actually know either of them? Maybe he bankrolled some of the finale. It's an expensive shoot. And Maybe we, he owns that, your, your favourite oh pizza van. Oh, my God. Let, let's take a moment. I don't even want to name check it. I'm so angry at that pizza van for stealing the real estate of that final shot and just being at the bottom of that final shot of the cast congregated on the cul-de-sac. And in the background of Carl and Susan's final frame is that pizza van. And unless they bankrolled those location shoots... Maybe they did. I don't know. I but say, I'm angry at them and I'm not ordering pizza from them. I feel like they had to get an absolutely gigantic truck to park there to block it from any kind of media. Make, make a fictional business name. Like Drink Divas. Like make a pretend like House of Elizabeth fashions. Like make a Imagine pre- if they got like the Kanafi truck there with the bearded bakers and like doing their like Middle Eastern <laughs> dancing. That would have been great. I don't know the st- if anyone knows the story behind that damn van, because it's a real company, it's a real pizza company. So what, whose husband or brother-in-law or whatever nepotism is going on owns that van? Because what the hell? If, unless they paid for the production. If they paid for that bloody pig and the balloons attached to it, then I will order pizza from them and take it back. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what that was, but I'm tipping it's just because they spent all of their money on all those beautiful dresses. Yeah. They had nothing left and they just had to order a pizza van that was willing to come to the set. Because <laughs> some shots I saw the actual security ute um, previously. <laughs> that, that, that bizarre little truck. When um, Paige was getting the placards put up at the front of the houses, that little security ute was there. Yeah. As they, they were calling him the tradie. Just an off shot because we'll talk about it in other episodes, but what a perfect job for Paige. Perfect job for Paige, mm, yeah. a new Paige I mean, real estate. Yeah, you've got to ha- like look half decent yeah. and have no other discernible skills. Yeah. And full of hot air, like never used her skills for anything. No. Mm. But was always could just do anything she could, wanted. She just could. Yeah, it's, so it perfect. Is, that is actually where I find really hard to suspend disbelief that some random woman from Adelaide <laughs> would come all the way from Melbourne just to sell one house and in Australia, when you sell, well, in Melbourne, when you sell houses, you have open for inspections that the agents come to. So it's even difficult getting an agent from 20 kilometres away to sell your house because they have to come, you know, twice a week to your house, mm. unlock the door, welcome buyers through, blah, blah, blah. She would have to actually stay in Melbourne basically for the whole campaign, which would surely eat up all of the commission she would make from the house anyway. Yeah, but I'm tipping she'd just stay with Chloe. Who's looking after her little kids? She doesn't care. Uh, Mark her, Brennan is yeah, looking after her little kids. Quite obviously not there, Mark Brennan. Yeah. Baby Gigantor, who someone told me, I forgot who now, I'm sorry, but Byron looked like he could have been. Oh, maybe that was the same actor. Aged up Baby Gigantor. <laughs> and um, new one, little Freddie. Mark Brennan is taking some extended parental leave from the force to oh, become right. Mr. Mom. Because he was just back, wasn't he? Who did he arrest again? On the tri-state operation. Oh, the tri-state operation. <laughs> was it D? Did he come back for the D? No. Some sort of game. Oh, well, this was this when Steph Mack was back. 
She was the third state yes. up in Queensland. Yeah. Um And that was when. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot she no, came was, back to be a police officer. I saw footage of that today and it was, um, she was broke into the house where Mackenzie and Harlow were. Right. I don't know why. And we've lamented that Harlow didn't come oh, back. Oh, what a shame Gemma Donovan wasn't oh, in that. Yeah. See, that was crap because we saw her actual real life grandpa, um, Terence Donovan, yeah. he was there as Ghost Dog, which, yeah, bless him, yeah. I love a repeat ghost. <laughs> True, recurring ghosts. And we didn't get um, Ghost Priya back. Because Ghost Madge has yeah, she's a popped before. back. Yeah. Yeah. We, shame we didn't get Ghost Jim Robinson in the bauble. Mm-hmm. He could have been hanging in one of those balloons. Yeah. He could have appeared on the balloon mm. as it drifted yeah. up. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's really sad that, you know, when we saw Ghost Hendrix um, kind of oh. cut behind Ghost Doug mm. and Mackenzie there, we could have had like Mackenzie holding hands with um, Harlow as well and Doug just look over his shoulder and like nod. Yeah. And, you know. Ghost Stingray could have popped up. The possibilities. Oh, speaking afters. Speaking afters. Someone should have said speaking afters. And Harlow's father. Like there could have been like a nice funny joke between those two mm. in some way mm. because they're not – it's not her father on the show, it's real life. Mm. So there would have been some – great uncle. Tricky because the they probably had about 45 minutes on that set that yeah, day. Yeah, but, but yeah, it just seemed like a missed opportunity because she only just left like four minutes it, ago. Someone could have said, oh, I'll come and chat to your, your great uncle. Yeah, yeah, come yeah. up and see you, your grand uncle. You guys look so similar, yeah. like something like that. We just watched, rewatched it, by the way, as a family, the three of us, mm-hmm. and the last scene is just in our minds. But let's talk about this beautiful, I felt like it was a Hollywood romance, this yeah. old-fashioned film between Guy Pearce and Annie Jones, Mike and Jane. I was swept away by them. This is so lovely because Mike predates your era. Yeah. So you didn't have, you don't have the memories of him as a, a spotty teen, so to speak. No, but I have the memories of Guy Pearce just being breathtaking in my life. Mm. Just, I haven't even really watched any films he's been in or anything. Memento, that was no. brilliant. The one that goes backwards. You know, I know what it does. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. didn't watch it. I watched the other one, Twelve Monkeys. <laughs> you can watch both. I fell in love with him immediately. Mm. That's no brainer. He was just, and this is what everyone's been commenting on the internet, that he was just so natural and so lent into being Mike and was mm. so believable at it. And he's just. An exceptional actor, isn't he? It was a really generous performance and the chemistry with Annie was just picked back up where I I assume it left off mm. and they were both so warm and earnest and she looked a vision. She was mm. in that Alice in Wonderland style dress where she was taking him through the wonderland of mm. all the houses with the blue dress with the white belt and it was skipping a few steps, but they asked Paige for the keys to the houses to inspect them. Which is bizarre and not normal real estate practice in Melbourne. Well, Paige is learning. <laughs> because, yeah, you're meant to have the agent there just so you don't have random people stealing your stuff. Yeah, that's true. Paige is meant to be there. She's terrible, really. Yeah, she's way. terrible because she'd be like, oh, so, you know, I'll just show you the features. Look, she- at them. we've got a hot tub here. I can <laughs> – nobody's died in it that I know of. You know, <laughs> I think one of the things that – Throughout the last, when they were filming these last episodes and afterwards, Annie kept posting photos of her and Guy Pearce on her Instagram, Mm. right? And it was before my era as well. And I was just sort of like, is Annie like kind of into Guy Pearce? Like the amount she's posting like stories and photos Ah. of them together. But now it all makes sense because they carried the episode. 
I was really surprised in the most delightful way, the journey we went on with them. And is it that, I mean, obviously Guy Pearce committed more than some of the other returning characters and that's fine. Like mm. I'm, I'm not saying anything negative about other. No, everyone's got different schedules and, and agendas. And he's, and yeah. he's an actor. Yes. He's, he's a working actor. He's, <clears throat> you know, he's Jack Irish and various other films he's been doing. Like yeah. So he's, yeah. And is it that he said, I'll come back and do it but like I'm going to, I need to do it. Yeah, use me. Use yeah. like give me a story. I really want to know. We'll find whoever we need to speak to to find it out. We'll find it out. But I want to know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Did yeah. they set it up with Guy in mind and shoot for the moon or did they have it another way and then Guy signed on and said do whatever you want with me and then they rejigged it. Yeah, and he was like, look, I've always really wanted to kiss Annie again, But they didn't, so. ki- they didn't kiss and oh, oh my God, they, I wanted them to kiss. So they were the secondary couple to Scott and Charlie. Nah. No, no, back in the in, day. Yeah, back I in know, the day. Yeah, but yeah, like. They were like the, they weren't the prime couple and they didn't get to have the happy ending. That's that what they said did. in their behind the yeah. scenes. Yeah. So um, this is a chance to kind of tie up that. Like at the very end I was like, pash, and then I realised I could probably just go back and watch old episodes if I want to see that. Mm. But the the cute moment was in um, what is now the Rodwell's house (gasps) and they had a flashback to Jane's initial makeover where she went from wearing her like horn-rimmed glasses and terrible grey school uniform to being a vision in um, black taffeta taffeta. with with (laughs) blue foil on it. And I was like, this is where the blue dresses come from. The highlight, this is probably my favourite moment if you take away Susan's final line and the ceramic pig, okay? Yeah. Oh, and Callum. Yeah, but I tie yeah. him to the ceramic pig okay. bookend. Okay. Jane drops her contact lens and they're trying to find it, they're scrambling to find it, and then she's like, oh, that's okay, and she pulls out her glasses and slides them on and Mike looks over and goes, what? Ah, there she is. There she is. Oh. oh. No, no, but then she's like. Oh, ha, ha. You Plain know, Jane super, super brain. Plain Jane super brain. <laughs> you know, I, I think it was in this very room that she became a thing of the past. And she does this little twig of her glasses, twig of her glasses. Mm. And that then he goes, do you remember what I said? Do you remember what I told you afterwards? You look beautiful with or without the glasses. Still do, Jane. Oh, oh. Swoon. Look, I'm turning 40 in a week and I've never felt it more. Than this moment, that content was for me. It's like, you know when a movie comes out and it's like second grand exotic marigold hotel, and you're like, oh, I'll take mum to that. Like this is exact content <laughs> for me. <laughs> this is just perfect. I love it. You could have had Freya and Levi doing this big jaunt through all the houses. Oh, thank God it wasn't them. <laughs> I mean, no, happy that they started the Facebook group. Well they done. did the memories of yeah that, and that was lovely. I mean, um, the great thing is that you know I was getting texted by my brother throughout the night, and he hasn't watched it in. He was, he was probably watching it before it went to Peach. But, you know, he remembered it back in the day as well. And so he was asking me questions. And I was, even my parents watched it. And as my dad said to me, he's like, I could probably count how many episodes I've watched on my fingers. And they really enjoyed it too. Like, it's just, there was a lot of mass appeal in this it, episode. It was visually beautiful, like rich in color and texture and scale. And then it was thoughtfully it was respectful. threaded together and crafted and gave shining moments to the key players mm-hmm. and nods of respect to the newer folk and like little winks and smiles to certain pockets of the community and enough moments of whimsy and fun to keep erstwhile fans mm. interested. 
And also they had to do it in like a few months because everything was truncated because of the cancellation. So how, I don't know how on earth they did that. No. But also we're talking about people that, you know, bought their bliss back from the dead. Oh, and God, had, yeah. We're, we're talking about people that let Millsy be an amnesiac terrorist. In Living with his victim. Like Neighbours <laughs> is obviously capable of anything. I just remember that Rob Mills posted the picture of him and Susan spooning oh, yes. in the bed as his farewell <laughs> message. <laughs> that made me smile. Oh, man. Yeah. And there's been so many times in the last few months where I'd wish that was the last episode of Neighbours because that the spooning. <laughs> <laughs> because it was so perfect. And I couldn't have thought there was a more perfect mm. episode out, but I guess I, there was. You know, I kind of wish that Scarlett had frolicked along with Millsy past there like because – I mean, it was. She was just reminiscing. She was seeing ghosts. Oh, there could have been alive people there. That Scarborough. were Scarborough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there could have been like ghosts for this place. Yeah, yeah. She's just like I heard there was a cheese platter. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Did Milsey and um, Scarborough ever meet? Like in the show? Oh no, because they would have been oh, firecrackers together. You know what would have been great as well? Like much like Beth Brennan and Flick meeting up. Um, yeah. If there'd just been a scene in Goodwood Prison with. Um, <laughs> With Scarborough, um, Andrea and Nanny Alice. Mm, Amazing. So Jane is being led wherever Mike goes and there's a moment where he also turns to her and says, you want to go for a ride? Nearly slipped off my deck chair at Fed Square at that point. And I think I actually yelled out, I turned the whole thing into a pantomime and I, you want to go for a ride? And I just went, yes. And my friend Petra, who was sitting in front of us, I said to her, I'm so sorry if my comments were just obnoxious and awful. And there were also writers from the show sitting in front of us, I found out. So I was hamming it up for them too. And Petra goes, no, it makes me want to go watch Rocky Horror in the theatre again in the room. (laughs) So, well, if I ignited that You just made me think my greatest fan service moment was when they were in the Kennedy's house, which was bizarre considering it wasn't for sale and she was giving a bloody tour of it. Yeah, they're like, whatever, come Which in. Were, but it was Mike's house. Like That's where he lived with da- oh, Des and Daphne, right? Okay. And he walks in and he's like, geez, there used to be a brick thing here, which <laughs> I love because it was. It was like an integral part of the set. Like right where they had their dining table very close to the camera, there was like a, a brown brick column. <laughs> and I distinctly remember when the Willises moved in there, you know, the builder, Doug Willis, got in and he got the mallet to it and turned it into like a planter. Amazing. And then further down the line, it was just turned into a flat floor there. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I love it. Then when he was talking about how in the old days, oh, yeah, the couch is different. And I was like, yes, they had like a velvet modular couch. <laughs> and then they show it. And I was like, yes. Beautiful. Oh. The flashbacks were woven in quite seamlessly, I mm. thought. It could have descended into hokey US clip show sitcom, yeah. but it didn't. Because mm. they had that trope of the memory book and the Facebook group and the mm. you were in that mode of this mosaic of memories and characters. So it worked. Yeah, there was none of those like fade to dream feels. <laughs> oh, don't say it. dream. Don't say dream. Yeah. <laughs> Triggered. Triggered. You know what I thought? I didn't even care that she was going into all the houses at nah, all. I didn't care. And I didn't care that Paige had just like given her the keys because she was just like, whatever, I'm going to a wedding. Um, to me it was just like it's always kind of stressed me that they walk into each other's houses without knocking most of the time. And now I just figured they've all got keys to each other's houses. Yeah. Like it was Jane actually, has got a key to every house in the street. It was actually jarring that Jane said she had to ask for the keys. I'm like, yeah. you know where the key under the mat is or, you know. Yeah. 
Or like later on when Scott and Charlene got there and he's like, oh, no one's home. And then Charlene's looking to break into the window like she did back in the day. And I was like, mate, just try the door. Oh, <laughs> but you can't just rush over that golden moment. We'll say it <laughs> we'll again at the it, end. Yeah. We'll get to it again. We'll re-recap it when it comes mm. to it. So as they drive off the motorcycle, so she does in fact want to go for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Which I wouldn't. I'd be like, mate. I've managed to live this long without riding on a motorbike and I think I'll be fine at this point. No, but she's very no. concerned about being her. Did you look at the way those two were looking at each other? She was – there was no way she was staying off that motorbike. She didn't even go, do you have a spare helmet? No. But he she knew he would have her covered. What does he teach, Kate? What sort of teacher was he? I can't remember if he was English or maths. English. English teacher oh, would yeah, have had yeah, a yeah, yeah. Yeah, helmet. Yeah. English. He's teaching the bloody no, but then Shakespeare. He, he had a story about how he fell asleep in his car. Yeah, but he was going through a rough time. He's like, going through his divorce. People go through a rough time. Look, he went through a very rough <laughs> youth, which is why he was basically the ward of Des and Daphne as well. I don't know, but you can catch me up on that later. So as they ride off on the bike, which I'm not sure, he mentions that he's going to tell her a bit about her life. I don't reckon he'd hear anything on the back well, of the motorcycle. Well, before that it's established that Sammy, who has come in as – uh, Chloe's assistant yeah. through an inclusion employment scheme that Lasseter's, that Paul wouldn't sign off on. Mm. Chloe had to like hurry it along. Like, come on, mate. People need work. Sammy, we, we just think she's this incidental character that, okay, fine. Do you, reckon, do you reckon her name is a tribute to our friend Sammy No Pants? Sammy No Pants. <laughs> <laughs> nay blocked, famously nay blocked Sammy it, No yeah, Pants. I would agree with you, but it's Sammy with an I and our mate oh. Sammy with a Y. But Sammy, it's established that she is Mike's daughter and he has come to support her at Lasseter's and check out the old stomping ground. Yeah. And that's why he's around. And they were very – everyone was surprised by this. And I was like (laughs) – I mean, I know they're characters on the show, but I'm like, hang on, didn't we all see the publicity about, you know, guy coming back to the show and he was talking about his family friend who's the actor playing Sammy? I missed all that because there was – look, there was a lot of – Media posts. I miss that at all. I I was thrilled when he walked in and and that was revealed because other than normal neighbours having, you know, people of all different ways of life, nationalities, genders, everything on the show, I was happy that Sammy's character was in the show. Mm. But as you said, she was quite incidental. Like she was just sort of around in scenes. She didn't get to be shown doing many assistant tasks. Like I would have liked to have seen her doing some photocopying or, you know, something. Yeah, but I kind of didn't mind because like her character then in that scene, I'm like, ah, okay. So like her character is part of the final story. Everybody had a piece in the puzzle and it made sense. Yeah. And she had one of the best lines of the episode. It's so funny to think that when I was your age, I used to live in this street. Yes, I used to eat a cot. That is a very good point. And nobody's ever bothered to explain that. I love it. Okay, so they've gone and then... So this British racing green Mini Cooper pulls in and there's... We didn't get the back sticker of it. If anyone did, please tell us what the back of that car said. But there was a Coffs Harbour little dangle. Which was odd. Was that meant to have some significance? Mystifying. Don't know what that is. I don't know. We'll find out. Big banana. I don't know. Um, then, you know, there's a couple driving in the car and they're like, oh, we finally made it. And they get out of the car. And of course, it's Kylie and Jason. And look, a, a cheer no. did erupt. Yeah. Oh, in, yeah. In the centre of yeah. Melbourne. Especially for you. 
Look, I'd grab Baby Madge and go, look, look, Kylie's coming up, Kylie's coming up. And I'm not even of the Kylie and Jason era, but I was just like woohooing with the best of them. So the significance of the green mini is, now I had this very picture on my neighbour's pin board as a kid. It's the front cover of Royal Auto, okay, the magazine from the RECV. Oh, she looks like Pippi Longstocking. It's Wait, Kylie wearing. She had a lime green mini. She's in a little denim overalls. Is that overalls. a mini or a, a Gemini? No, it's, oh, a, it's mini. a mini. It's a mini. Yeah. Yoldy mini. And so I love it. And I love that she was driving as well. Oh, I missed that detail. Yeah, well, she's the mechanic. She's the rev head. And bless her if she's driven all the way from Queensland in a mini. Or Coffs Harbour. Both long drives. Yeah, with her husband, no doubt of being a, you know, passenger seat driver. Why was she in, would you call it coveralls, a boiler suit? They're fashionable. People have been mocking it, but I'm like, I believe it. She had heels. She had cute heels on with mm. the denim. Which, you know, driving in heels mm. from Queensland, good on oh, her. Jesus. She would have slipped them over and threw them in the back seat. I don't actually remember what Jason was wearing. Uh, he was wearing um, a, like a check shirt. Yeah, and jeans. I have no, I have no memory. None. <laughs> I thought it was a weird choice because I feel like having her in those overalls <laughs> kind of says like, Nothing's about her has evolved. Nothing's changed. It was weird. Yeah, it's like yeah. when you watch TV and the character flashes back to what they look like as a kid and the kid character actor has the same haircut. Like Scully in the X-Files, the little kid is a little redhead bob. It's like yeah. just because you had a bob when you were seven doesn't mean you're going to have it when you're 40. Yeah. Also yeah. she was wearing it because it was the whole thing was a nod to her first scene where she's wearing like a denim, dark denim jacket at least. I understand why. Yeah, but it's because it's all um, Easter eggs for the fans. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I 100% understand why, mm. but I was hoping for a different spin on it maybe. Like maybe just a – I don't know. I don't I'm know. not a I designer. I don't know. Like in 37 years there's Easter eggs that some people pick up and others don't. I don't remember her first scene, so I don't. it doesn't mean mm. anything to me. But I've seen all the flashbacks of her in the coveralls and I just wanted to see – she's Kylie. I wanted to see her in something a little bit different. But Did, she's not Kylie. She's Charlene. That's the difference. Char, I liked that he we called her Char at We one have point. seen her in every conceivable costume True. as Kylie. So I mean, I, I, did, I didn't want Charlene to appear in hot pants. It's <laughs> <laughs> been in a yeah. I just wanted maybe like a denim knotted shirt or puffy sleeve dress that Nick Wakerley likes to put them all in. Her, They'd curled the bejesus out of her hair yeah, as well. Gosh. So, look, you know, she'd, she'd... Look, she was committing. Kylie committed the F out of all that. Yeah. And there was a few kind of questions online mm. about why she had, like, maybe, like, three lines or something. There's a lot of chatter. She didn't speak. There people were like, she was mute. Mm. And because Kate and I were at Fed Square and everyone was screaming, I didn't even yeah. know if anyone was speaking. My first thought was, compared to everyone else, she's not an actor. She's acted in Neighbours. She did Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> but you know what? She's a singer. She's an entertainer. Just let her, you know, I'm happy with her presence as it is. 
a friend said to me, I've heard that she didn't speak much because of, of her like English accent now and it was going to be too hard to explain. I but heard I'm, she was post-COVID and she was hoarse. But then I thought which, that's a nice Madge homage. Yeah, but she did. She did actually sound quite hoarse. So I'd say you're probably on the money with that. You know what I think? I think they hadn't really written a script and they couldn't really have a – because they obviously oh. filmed them on separate days. Mm, yeah. And I don't think everything had been firmed up that for the storyline. Because yeah. – Everything they said, and I think it could have been a combination of the COVID voice as well. Plus, we don't know how much the fees were, what the limitations were, anything. We we have no idea. But yeah, I don't imagine her coming back and being like, "I'll say seven words." <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's there. She's had the absolute yeah. shit curled out of her hair. Yeah, yeah. Like she's she's yeah. put a jumpsuit on. Yeah, she's like, ready. She's ready to go. Yeah. Um. So I imagine <laughs> I'm here and I'm going to say seven words. <laughs> so yeah. So I. I think regardless of how famous anyone's become mm. since Neighbours, yeah. they've got a heart that they want to give back yeah. to this I mean, last arguably, episode. Arguably Margot Robbie is more famous than her. Margot oh, Robbie is the Margot. most famous. She yeah. was so generous with what, what she said as beautiful, well. Beautiful. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Mm. We're going all over the place because that's the only way. But a couple of kids got married. Kylie and Jay, Scott and Charlene, it didn't take away from the rest of the finale. No, no. It was a nice... Easter egg, as you said, it was a lovely little moment in the middle of it all. No one quite really knows what they were doing there. And um, what was nice about it is that, it, yeah, it didn't distract from the rest of the celebrations of the day. They didn't come down and have to be meet everyone and everyone be like fawning over this Paul. Is, this is Charlene. She's going to fix your car. Yeah, it was. Let's get Hermione. <laughs> I wonder where Hermione's gone. <laughs> the the wreckers. <laughs> See her down at Pick Apart any day now. Pick Apart, Pick Apart, Pick Apart. Don't pick leave your car. Just sit. And I think because. I had a friend, one of my good friends. She knew that whole bit that I was doing and I would just do that. Pick Apart, Pick Apart, Pick Apart, Pick Apart. It's such a good rap. <laughs> we were the best. I just So many 21st birthday parties. That was our thing that we could do the whole. I respect. Ad. I respect that. I was too busy learning Snow's informer. Um, I think because of the main storyline to me was the Guy Pierce and Annie storyline. Love story for the ages. Yeah, of the episode. Obviously there was a few threads but that for me was the standout. And because it was them, it made sense that their yeah. friends from back yeah. in the day and just randomly showed up. And just, maybe they did want to inspect one of the houses to buy. The, the beautiful, beautiful moment where Mike realises that it's them and he's just like, he's using all his acting skills and he's just like, oh. Oh, it's them. And, yeah, no, it was just, it was really lovely. And um, the hug between Charlene and Jane really warmed my cockles. Oh. There was such warmth. It felt so believable. Like there was genuine affection and they were between all them. honestly happy to see each other. Yeah. It was sweet. It was really mm-hmm. sweet. Speaking of, like maybe they saw that particular house for sale, mm. Chloe's house, and said, oh, we – you know what, we could drive there in two days. And, we and could, maybe like, they were like, out. oh, my God, this is the house where the Bum Island people live. Uh, Let's find out more about it. Maybe they've been... No, no, this was her, Charlene's house. I'm yeah. Joking. I'm joking. No, seriously. Though, not, like, <laughs> Kate's like, I'm, this is not I'm the time. Like, do not remember. This is Nana. <laughs> do you not remember Nana Edna helping her prepare for a wedding in that goddamn house? Vaya Pashos. <laughs> Remember Nana Edna who provided something for Roxy's wedding okay, day? Okay, yeah, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I feel yeah, like why didn't Roxy go up and see them? Like she's a Ramsey as well. Across to she was busy being pregnant, convoluting on the and four chairs that were provided. Really, oh my, my god, she was pregnant. She popped. You don't tend to pop with your first. No, but she not, did. There's nowhere. For there's nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, like I think they saw like their old home, Kylie's old home, mm. on the internet. Yeah, and thought, you know what? It's like I've when got some leave. It's like when me and Kate saw the Kennedy house up for oh, sale yeah, yeah. and we were like, we are heading on down in there. Yeah. yeah. There's another one up for sale now. Yeah, Tony's, mm. right? Mm. And then, okay, well, while we're there, then that scene where Scott says no one's home and then Charlene has a twinkle in her eye and she knows mm. her way in and I squealed with delight in yeah. that moment. because he's like, sure. <laughs> and then she goes to Jimmy the window. Well, the window's already mm. open and, she and she's like it. giving him a look and, yeah, I love it. It was really great. Okay, so. It's the wedding of Sweet Mallow D. Now, when they announced the cancellation and like there were they announced that characters were coming back, and I was like, well, who could they bring characters back for? I feel like the final episode's gonna be Mel and Toadie getting married because mm. Toadie deserves a happy ending after all the goddamn misery he's been subjected to over the last 20 odd years. And it was two things. It was that and it was our mate Chambo predicting that the final scene would be Scott and Charlene appearing with a knock on the door and saying, home sweet home. And I think she, like, I think he said home sweet home too. Did they listen to Neighbours and get inspired? I hope so. We'll (laughs) never know. But we needed two different generations of Neighbours to hook up together Mm. to enable a variety of characters come back. And look... By golly, Ned gave it a crack, but it wasn't going to have the intergenerational romance. Man, his mum wouldn't even come back in person. He's back with Yashvi. Lauren was there though and Ned. They were on the same He's back with Yashvi. I would have been more delighted if he just turned up with Lauren. (laughs) Drab, mate. He wasn't turning up. Nah. Yeah, Yashvi. She didn't learn, did she? She's like, oh, we've both matured and grown. I'm like, three you didn't weeks. need to, sweetheart. You're still young. Yashvi. He's a bloody sad. Last month he was boning... He was going to have a baby with Amy last Burning your mate Harlow. While, oh, okay. They okay. were looking into IVF. Oh, Jesus. Well, one of them was. The other <laughs> one was like, oh, I need to have a chat that's hard. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can. I'm a Willis. The um, wedding's been fast-tracked because they wanted to have it with Callum in town and he could, know, he could only get leave from Silicon Valley today. Well, it was this week or next year. Yeah. And Neighbours was being cancelled. So, so that's me now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got a very soft spot for Callum. We've had Morgan Baker on yeah. the on the pod. He two house moves ago, he was in my Armadale apartment yeah. for four hours and we had donuts. And I think I was pregnant with baby Harold at yeah. the time. Yeah. What a a charming young guy, like sitting around in the lounge room with three older three women. Three old ducks. On, it was like a Friday or Saturday night. It, like was. it was prime time. I think he was kicking on. Yeah. Probably we were too early. For him to go out, he was waiting for it to be late enough for him to go out. But basically he's as lovely in person as Callum yeah. is on the show. Yeah. So I'm really glad he was one of the returning characters yeah. basically. And I'm glad that they brought it forward for him. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, the last few years with the pandemic, it makes total sense to me that he could only mm. get back this week or next year. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, of course you need to get married next week. 
And remember um, Toadie and Mel and the kids actually went and visited him not long ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is nice. And so he obviously, Callum, gave her the seal of approval well, then. Actually, I don't know if Mel had gone or if it was just Toad and the kids. No, I think he took her. I, I think. think he did. Oh, okay, Because it nice, was to nice. like help cement their relationship. Oh, beautiful. Because then so Callum comes back and says, I heard you like pigs and produces the glass like pig. Like a Murano pig. glass pig. Beautiful. But like a, a fancier one than the Mel normally has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that was so adorable. It was really sweet. And he was like, welcome to the family. Oh. And I was like, ow, Mel. Everyone scrambled to bring the wedding together and Toadie has planned the ceremony and Melanie has planned the reception and they're surprising each other with each component, which is a fun twist. And gripes I've had about weddings in the past is that nobody turns up to them. Mm. Their friends, their relatives, no, no, let's just, your best man can be the guy who moved in next door two months ago. Yeah. But this was lovely. It was so lovely to see pretty much the whole cast in the audience and then just like randoms who'd come back. Lusicus, you were there. (laughs) Not necessarily a favourite, but you were there. Even Tony's dead wife came back as a ghost. Oh everyone God. was no, 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 there. No, we'll, we'll get that. That, that, that. that broke me later on. <laughs> yeah, everyone came and I really loved that because it was so, like it was true to life. Well, I mean. He, Angie was in the front row. But what about, did Stoney and Puffy come? Stoney's probably in prison. And yeah. Puffy, yeah. Puffy. Mm-hmm. I reckon Puffy did his back or something. Didn't he have some back injury that. They kept mentioning that whole family other than Yashvi couldn't come. When we were driving home from Fed Square, you were saying to me, where was Stoney? And I was like, yeah, it's in prison. Um, <laughs> And then I said, I swear there's a third brother, but I can't remember who it was. And it wasn't until you just said Puffy then. I was like, yeah, of course. That's the other brother. (laughs) I thought you meant there was a fourth brother. No, no, I meant the third brother. I'd forgotten. (laughs) So they kept – because they kept saying – because that was one of Angie's – when she was pretending to be grumpy, Mm. she said the Shaman Rebecca's can't come. Mm. But also Mm. Big Kev didn't come. Yeah. I guess yeah. someone's got to manage the roadhouse. Yeah, the roadhouse yeah. is, you know, it's important. Stops for no one. Like The most country thing in the world would be to put up a sign to say this business is closed because of a family wedding in yes. Melbourne. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Yeah, but Colac isn't like a one-horse town. Like, mate, you could just go to, like, the other roadhouse or the Maccas. Or the but Maccas. I reckon. Go to the KFC. But Angie's like, it's the values. Like, no, we stay open. Also, like. Because Barry, who's going to come through, knows how I make his cappuccino and that's how it's going to be. Just leave the door open. Everyone can serve themselves. <laughs> leave a hat out. Yeah. Big Kevin be like, mate, this is his fifth actual wedding. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch a live stream. I'll get the next one. Because I think they did say they were streaming it too. Yeah, they did at one point because people were like, you put it on. You, in, in reaction to that, the other, you know, so many mm. Rebecca's can't make it. But. You know, it would have been good. And, of course, um, Sharon's on the block. Oh, my God, lol. <laughs> what? So that's Random. one of the reasons that family couldn't be there. Random. Because the actor was literally in isolation and on a reality to, like, show. had to give up phone privileges. God, um, how yeah. horrifying. So that's interesting. Um, so we'll look forward to seeing how that unfolds on reality television, I guess. Actually, I will look forward to Gogglebox watching the block. That's- oh, come on, Vare, let's do it. Buddy watch, buddy watch. No, nah, I can't. It's too many episodes a week, mate. It's quite a commitment. It's like watching Neighbours yeah, in its I'm, final month. I'm enjoying my luxurious But this is good. Like, it's got Sharon Joe. Oh, I'll watch it. it. I just don't want to breathe a word about it. We have this hen's bucks situation and... We're just at the wedding. Okay, we're at the wedding. Kate's excited because Melanie emerges. Okay. 
before this, Amy has come back. Oh. oh. And what did I shout at the time? Boo. Yeah, we, we were full <laughs> panto at this point. No one told us to pipe down, which I really think, like, Not to be honest, I think everyone was actually, like, frostbitten at this yeah, stage. Yeah, true, true, true. I was like, I can't move. Um, she's like, I don't love you. I remember that Daniel McPherson exists and he's hot and Bob's your uncle. I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> Great. That's enough of an That's explanation be an for me. baby if she is. Presumably oh. Zara is going to continue schooling somewhere in this country and she'll, I guess, be fine, but whatever. Poor Zara. <laughs> she's really. She, yeah, um, narrator. Zara will not, in fact, be fine. <laughs> Also, Lance shouts out to Amy on the goodbye video at the end, so maybe she'll hook up with him. I'm like, he will really. He's had a glow up. Having a go there at the 11th hour. Mm. I didn't even notice him at the screening. But okay. Anyway, so wedding. So Mel gets out of the wedding car, and this is where I'm having conniptions because she got out of a cream combi van, and I was like, that's my wedding car. Because I also had a cream combi as my wedding car. Turns out it wasn't that exact one, but I was like, this feels like mine in spirit anyway. Mm. And we had a good look at Melanie's wedding dress, which was allegedly started by Bloody Amy and finished by oh, yeah. some other person. That um, was actually funny when they're like, well, how are you going to finish your wedding? She's like, I'm paying a seamstress to finish my dress. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was wild, this outfit. Um, so we didn't notice until this rewatch, which obviously there's a lot of high emotions in watching this the first time, but it was this what looked like an amazing long pleated yeah, skirt. Per- permanent pleated skirt with um, gold foil print all over it, like a big floral print, yeah. which looked stunning. Um, the top I felt was a bit questionable, to be honest. It had like um, piping on it, like a country shirt. At this point my partner had sent me a full text commentary of the um, finale because obviously we, we weren't watching it together and he described it as Melanie dressed as all the Dixie chicks at once. But now after the conversation about Charlene's outfit, I think maybe Melanie's dress is a throwback to something I don't understand. It's, Do you get what I mean? It's very I much. I don't pick it as a throwback to anything. I just think it's, oh, but look, it's not my style. It's, but, but, but it's Melanie's C- style. It's C- her vibe. CJ. Worked out something about it though. So Kate just happened to pause it while we were watching it, and it turns out that it's not a dress; it's culottes. Culottes, yeah. Choice. It's a real choice. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if that was Amy's choice or the second seamstress. I don't know. Amy's like got some pretty wild ideas. Although maybe Melanie's like, "It's my wedding. I'm going to be comfortable. I do not want chafing today. You've sorted out however you want to sort it out." It's expensive fabric that they've made the lower half of the outfit with. So I don't know because I've got a permanent pleated skirt and. It holds. It's not quite as long. It's mid-calf, but. No, no, but it's expensive because whatever that is, that is custom fabric that they've made it out of. Oh, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, I imagine it could have been a skirt, like, technically. Oh, yeah, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, yeah. Kate did not care for Toadie's shirt, but when have we ever cared for Toadie's shirts? That's a good point. No, but, like, at least make an effort, mate. What the hell? That's (laughs) He put a blazer over the top. Did you wear it to the Metro in 1999, mate? Probably. He did. It's pretty horrible. He did some signings in that shirt, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Which Um, reminds me. Oh, so, yeah, Toadie's one of the newest announcees for the the UK tour. Mm. Oh, yes. Plus plus April and Carl and Susan. Which gave me a flashback to whatever, 1998, and I saw him... At like the at a cinema in um, Burke Street when we got to see a preview of the movie Go, I think it was. And 
gosh. <laughs> and I remember at the time going, because I was not in my neighbours watching Era right then for like my three years being too cool. And I was like, oh my God, Toadie's here. And I was still excited to see him though. But I was like, oh my God, it's like the neighbours event. And that was my neighbours event. <laughs> wow. Toadie, um, live in the flesh. Yeah. So, no, that'll be exciting. And like, I guess we all want to know what they're doing next, but I guess they're all just taking a break because if it was hard work to watch the end of Neighbours. Oh my God. I imagine they were working their asses off. Yeah. Anyway, so Vaya mentioned when we were re-watching this wedding, so they're just doing the opposite of all weddings, which basically is what they did. So they ran up the, the aisle together. Yeah. Mm. And they didn't sort of do things in order and they kept kissing throughout the ceremony. Oh, which oh yeah. Well, the first fa- thing Melanie said was, I do. Talk about fan service. Me screaming from the rooftops that we never got to see a Tony and Mel kiss and they're just like, it's the last episode. Pash the whole time. Yes, thank you. What I don't get right. So Tony organised the ceremony, which was lovely. They had it beside Sonia's hideous Callistaman. <laughs> um, but how did Melanie like run with just taking everything being the opposite of... I don't think it was prescriptive that it was opposite. I think they were just messing with the format. Yeah, because like um, Sue said, oh, now, Toady, would you like to say some words about Melanie? And then Melanie goes, oh, I thought I was up shit creek. Welcome, everyone, to the wedding of Toady and Melanie. I do! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Erin's <laughs> bra has never seen a couple like you two. <laughs> now, Toadie would like to say a few words about Melanie. Toadie, before I met you, I thought I was done. Send in the clown. She's never going to meet anyone ever again. <laughs> then I met you, the happiest, most loving relationship of my entire life. Yeah, I don't think it was a formula. I think they just went, we're just going to do it however we feel where the vibe takes us because there's that moment where she says... You're all too far away. Come close to us. And then they all huddled into the murder rotunda together. Yeah. Oh, what a place for a wedding. My absolute, what I really wish had happened because, you know, they've been having nods to fans everywhere. And I just wish when they were setting up the mur- murder rotunda that just in the background somewhere you could have seen someone on their hands and knees scrubbing at the ground, like just cleaning up a, a, like a, an old stain on the concrete <laughs> just to just – to, you know, so everybody knew that, yes, there was blood. And you could have gotten some of that um, Brennan pool red cordial and splashed that over the top to really hammer it home. <sighs> Good times. Great. There's a ghost who didn't pop back up for a hello. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she could have tap danced with like a, a top hat. past there. <laughs> the bowler hat. Oh, my God. It's she was bit... referenced this week, though. Kate oh, Ramsey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone, um, Mike. Shane. No, no, it was Shane. Shane. It's like, oh, is that the, the Ramsey kids? Yeah, Jill Ramsey's kids. He looked yeah. at a photo of and them. And he's like, that was strange. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the publicity shop that 10 released when no, they no, got No, 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 but Shane was like, that was a weird story type. You know, so like your mum and my dad or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so halfway through the wedding, Therese, who, by the way, we'll just slip it in, had tried to pash Paul the night before and he had rejected her. Okay. Because she was infected okay. with, the, with the, the spirit of Steph Scully in that. She was, in, <laughs> she was in leathers. She's like, I'd see a man, I'm going to go grab him. Or a gal, anyone who's around. Anyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steph Scully was for everyone. But to be honest, I, I think Paul was always a bit partial to Steph in her leathers. They did have a fun little... They had friendship. They well, had how about chemistry. When he, when he had his um, is one his man Anthony seminar. Robin's motivation. <laughs> <Yeah. week. laughs> 
converting for, people one conference at a time. For as long as time, that is always going to be my favourite scene with yeah. neighbours. <laughs> um, so she pashes him the night before the wedding and he runs off. Uh, okay. And halfway through the ready, wedding, Therese runs off. What did I scream out when Therese went to Pash Paul? Okay. Yes, yes, make it happen. This is what I want. Oh, my God. This was like, this is where Vera and I were. Yeah, it has been years since we live watched a show together, yeah. hasn't it? It's like I can't even remember the last time it happened. But, you know, like, you know how pretty much Vera is anti-Paul in every single thing. Yeah, I'm an anti, as the fandom would say. Yeah, she's going, no, no. I screamed it out in Fed Square on my Pat Malone. No one was with me. And I was like, <laughs> I was going, yeah. But I will say it was a hot pash. Like yeah. Beck and Stefan went for it and it looked good and it was at night and it was beautifully shot and it wasn't fake mm. night. They paid for the real night. Maybe the pizza van funded some of that night I'm shoot. Just sorry, I just had a flashback to that ridiculous series that was, me- was it the Neighbours versus Zombies. That Where was it was all Vietnam. purple. Oh, Jesus. What were they thinking? Um, well, they had no money. They had like $40 to make that. <laughs> and also I think to rage was wearing, costuming, reminiscent of Stefan's styling in Don't Make It Feel Good. <laughs> <laughs> the leather and like the silver kind of that silvery mm. So I'm number. just so glad that we had that fan service to him back at the karaoke event. Oh, perfection. But there was something about her. There was something kind of glitzy edge to her styling. She was about to buy a bloody camp. <laughs> that, that's, that's like classic shit. What was she going to do with all her blazers and power suits? And I don't know. But don't know. She like divorced drab, mate. Don't have to live that life anymore. Mm. Being hitched to a loser. Do you know Aww. all I was thinking from the financial point of view? So I was thinking, she's never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> no, I was thinking for Paul. I'm like, you don't have to pay her out now. Kiss her back. <laughs> it was a hot kiss. However, what I wish is that they hadn't made him quite so abusive in the months leading up. He did not have to. Maybe it was already scripted. They couldn't backtrack at this point. Mm. He didn't have to white ant her with Montana Marcel and completely shut down her career. Yeah. Like how the, the unsexiest thing a man could do is undermine me in my career. It was a weird storyline, the whole Montana like, Marcel It was, thing. and maybe because I didn't really pay attention to it, to be honest. Look, I'll rewatch it. It's yeah. fine. Because uh, we, we needed her to financially ruin Carl. Yeah, we needed that, but we didn't need her to get involved in Paul and Therese. But Carl's been ruined by women before. There was many ways for that yeah. to happen. Um, but the thing is, is that I wish he said, sorry, like this time I'm really going to change. Yeah. If there was any kind of come to Jesus moment and Yeah. And look, I I think that Paul has been through so many things, but obviously this whole David going to prison thing has been Oh it, yeah. I mean it's very raw. I just skip all those scenes. Plus I moved house and my set top box cut out, so I missed a good week. Well, of he stuff. was very emotional. Yeah, you know how Paul feels about his children. Well, he, oh, one of God. his favourites Do was I? in prison, yeah. basically. <laughs> he does have favourites actually. Oh massively. And as soon as because as soon as the New York thing started to crumble. He's like, eh, I don't care about those assholes over there. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> I don't like them anyway. But it was it was actually horrible and poor Takaya just had a lot of like injury, yeah, injury makeup on him. I, and skip, that, I couldn't watch them um, because ba- I kept thinking of baby Isla at home without her. I, g- I had bloody baby Madge there who was going, <laughs> why is Takaya from play school getting beaten up? Is, it, is he beaten up for real? Like she'd be asking me that. Oh, yeah. We've got to meet some of these people. Takaya... 
we need to invite him to podcast from your back deck. Yes. And baby manager's going to bring him a lemonade or something and everything's going to be great. Yeah, we actually need to invite the entire cast, Hendrix, over oh so she gosh. can see he's alive. Yeah, oh. anyone who's had... She asked me for weeks after he died whether she'd just have a new question like saying, Mama, did he, did he die for real? Oh, my God. Then she's like, but is he really sick in hospital? And then when the ashes came back, she's like, is that, is that his ashes? Fine, mate. He's doing backflips. He's fine. <laughs> Yeah, check him out on TikTok. I look, I tried to find him on Cameo. I was like, maybe I just need to get a Cameo of him saying, it's okay. Baby if you're Matt. watching this, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and if, you, if you're watching the other tape. <laughs> um, anyway, we digress. So basically, Paul and Trace get back together. And yeah, I just, yeah, I would have liked it to have not been rushed the way it was. And also, okay, the big divergent for their relationship was when he bought a baby. And paid, oh, sorry, when he paid a woman. I'm so sick of this rewriting of history where Paul <laughs> came out as the main villain of this and not Nicolette the woman sold someone who else's stole baby. Yeah, and sold some other woman's <laughs> baby. She's the one who actually profited out of this. There can be multiple villains in this story. I'm and happy she's for that. worse. Jane turning around and saying, well, you're the devil, basically to Paul. No, your daughter should be in prison. Also, she not only sold someone else's baby, she... She's a human trafficker no, in she, all sense of the word. She she went against her surrogacy agreement and, like, mm. wasn't uh, wasn't Call sharing. a lawyer. There was no agreement. They went by vibe. Okay, but, but like... D- David was still the biofather There was a father child. there. But she said she was going to come. It's anyway, still kidnapping, also, right? If look, it's one re- parent, re- is it? Is it? No, what's I the think term? I, no, I think it's not. While I think it's you can usual. go away while you're pregnant. While you're yeah, pregnant, but it, it was born, mm. and she didn't tell them. No, she, I don't think she's obliged to. Also, she had quite a lot of mental health issues that were never diagnosed. I think someone in that house, some Freya or someone, should have diagnosed. She could have made the decision to not sell the bloody baby. Anyway, yes. whatever. Also. Paul went to the shrink. He's had lots of undiagnosed oh, problems too. Um, the, sh- the shrink should have been at the wedding. Imagine oh. if the shrink was then going, all right, guys, we can unpack this together. <laughs> what, Georgie Stone's mum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She should have been there. And to I mean, everyone else came back. Philip Martin came back. She could have come back. If Paul had said, I'll get back with you, but look at my receipt. I have pre-booked 14 sessions at this psychiatrist, psychologist, marriage therapist, and that would be great. I would have been placated somewhat. But she didn't need to go running back to her abusive husband just so that he could have a happy ending. So this was basically <clears throat> Fed Square. She's she's going through all these emotions and I'm like, yes, they're back together. Paul's going to be happy again. Yeah. <laughs> what does Paul need to be happy for? He's made 1,400 people miserable. Because we care Paul... about him, okay? Yeah. And this, we needed to wrap up this with a good news story, okay? We need to wrap up Paul. But the, so he could make out in the makeout tent at Tony's wedding. All these asshole children... Like, seriously, when they had the Zoom with all these kids, I was like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Oh, and Amy, oh, you want Leo to come back to you? I still hate you. <laughs> Bet she does. Jimmy didn't get a look she in was, there. No. Mm. Um, oh, Jimmy didn't get a look in at all. Let's add him to the list. Paul sometimes gets grandchildren fatigue. Every now and then he's like, oh, I've got so many children. I can't be bothered keeping up with what these mm. grandkids are up to. When we say he has favourites, it's the ones that live with him. Yeah. Whoever he can see in that. Like yeah. most grandparents are like, well, you don't call. You know who called me? Your cousin. She called. Like, yeah. Yeah. okay. Harlow lives with me for like three years. She's my favourite at the moment. Mm. And I've forgotten her existence now that she's back in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 
Therese walks out of the ceremony though because they do this oh, everyone has a special oh. word flashcard Yeah, you've got to, got to do one word. So, of course, old Einstein as goes, my boo. <laughs> I was like, stop it. Stop it. I never ever want I want <laughs> if I ever hear my boo or the term bouncer's wedding ever again. Bouncer's dream. We're a dreamt oh, of the wedding. Yeah. But it's, it's the unsexiest word, boo. And anyway, Therese says respect. Oh, okay. And Paul says, I don't know. Let's read Forgiveness? <laughs> well, let's read my partner KB's commentary on the acceptance word. Jesus Christ, Therese, acceptance because I can't do better than the world's biggest cunt. Um, also, what I loved about the Zoom call was how there wasn't the one in prison. Yeah, like, no, just constantly said, Supermax. all my kids are in New York, all I'm, of them. I'm Can you do? so disappointed that we didn't have like Rob Rob and Dr. Naka meet up yeah. in, in Supermax. Can I you, mean, why send someone to Supermax if you're not going to see the other guy you, we know in Supermax? Do you get a video phone call in prison or does it have to be audio only? They um, could have had Rob I, Rob there with his screen blacked out. You I, could just get your ex-boyfriend's gang member to stream the video directly. Remember uh, how she was able to do <laughs> that? Up? Wow, that was a yeah. hot yeah. connection. <laughs> Um, I think probably now it's probably video. I don't know. That would have been, amaz- that been amazing. I don't know what that actor's doing. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Imagine if he'd done it like for Tony's wedding. He's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> hey, Jared. Oh, yeah. I remember when I came back and, um, yeah, I took uh, yeah, Ellie hostage and she gave birth. I hope that's all going well for you. It, it was on that couch over there that I've, you guys are all sitting I've on. got a few clients I can send to you if you want. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the yes, reception, okay. right? Yeah. So, um, oh, who's that? Who's turned up? Yeah, halfway through the reception, we've got old mate bloody Ellie and B. Mm. The chelly of it all. Oh. So that's another fan service. Yeah, it's that's explicitly well, fan service. Yeah, which is surely a small okay. minority of fans because, that supported the okay. chelly. No, huge on Twitter, right? I just think they're huge. This, it I, exploded. I think. Small but mighty. I think it went global as well. It went viral, mm. the images of Chloe and Ellie's initial pash and frisson. The thing is, I don't know, I think we're all on the same page here. Ellie's an asshole, <laughs> And say, Chloe, Chloe deserves much better than Ellie's that. Ellie's a bland vanilla milkshake at the best of times. Who slept with Chloe the night before she married Chloe's brother? So, yeah. so theoretically now they're in the family and so – they're going to turn up to Christmas and Ellie's going to be like, oh, hello, husband for a day. Yeah, I'm oh. with your sister now. And look, I'm a Brennan again because I liked being Mrs. Oh. Ellie Brennan. Turns out she never, the- never cancelled oh, the paperwork was, to begin oh, yeah. with. She never cancelled Oh, the that. old saddest bitch in her. Oh. oh, that would be great though if it turned out the old marriage to Paige was invalid. <laughs> Just oh, that was that is. If we're having favourite memories of Ellie, that was where she truly cemented her status. I slept as with the my saddest. sister. <laughs> I slept with your sister. I slept, sorry, I slept with my sister. Jesus. Well, B was there too. Sorry, <laughs> I slept with your sister. No, 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 not that. Just the fact that she was still she was at school being called Mrs. Brennan when like clearly her marriage was a non-starter. I actually think we've retrospectively added that into the canon because no, I'm pretty sure they were no, Mrs. I, I think Brennan we school. invented that. Uh, we took it so far. I think if you go back to the tape, all right, we surely, all, surely we'll have some, we'll have a super yeah, fan because we were so, we knew Ellie's basic bitch character to a T and we all decided she's changed her name on Facebook and ran with it. No, I reckon whatever. I go back. It. People, I are re- people listen, okay, well, so people people listen to back and, to us and, all and the time. check the credits because I'm sure it would be Ellie, Ellie Brennan in the credits. 
The All right. saddest bitch. <laughs> we had a, um, yeah, she really came to reclaim the title. And the world's worst kiss when they oh. decided to get back together. They could not be more pursed-lipped. Maybe they couldn't COVID safe clear that one. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean COVID is airborne. Toadie and Mel. But no, but it doesn't matter the guidelines in there. Did you see Takaya's script of him and Aaron had to have COVID safe kissing? He posted the script of his and Aaron's mm-hmm. sex scene. Yeah, and yeah. It was and, like, and Eve helping them out. Beautiful, wonderful. So I just don't think there's a drop of chemistry no. between Chloe and Ellie. And also, as Kate mentioned, Ellie's an asshole. She called her student a skank. Never um, forget. And also never forget that Chloe has a life-limiting illness. Yeah. And the second Chloe starts getting sicker, mm-hmm. Ellie will be out that door. Ellie-shaped hole through the door. Yeah. Mm. Don't even expect her to hang around. Because when things get hard, Ellie's not helping out. And I feel like even Leo, Leo would be someone who would support you more than Ellie would. Nicolette would be, first of all, she's a nurse. Mm. And how amazing was Nicolette with Faye? Yeah. She was, but she's deranged as well. I I don't want her in Chloe's life either. No, I don't want Chloe with Nick, but I think that. If it had to be someone from and the cast. I, I feel she would she would take the nitty-gritty of actually caring for a sick person. Yes, and she she walks through fire for her loved mm. one. She gets the job done. She's efficient. She'll steal your scratchy. Yeah, to pay for whatever you need done. Mm. And a watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is their sister's-in-law or something now. Not I don't know whatever. what. Their sister's in something. Maybe the whole thing is about... Ancestral so, relationships being okay. No, but I'm just saying, mm. no, not that. Oh, she sorry, can yeah. still care for her. Mm. Like they're family now. You're right. Yeah. So she can have a hot sex with what's her face? Well, she's not because well, they, well, they, they can work on it. Well, what was the consensus? <laughs> yeah, that, like um, that Kiri's a dud root. That's, that's all no, I, I could meant, take out of it. I know I meant with Ali. Like she can have some fun with Ali but – Nicolette's a family member. I feel of hers Ellie, and she, be, Ellie be a dud root. Dud, yeah. dud. She I, I, would, she would just be there, like going, "Oh well, I'm beautiful, beautiful enough to make this work." <laughs> and then I'm gonna lie. Chloe back. will stand up and be like, "Actually, have you, have you seen my situation? Yeah, I, I am beautiful." <laughs> um, no, no. I think, I think that they could work on it, and I think that um, now that Ellie's come to her realization of her sexual. I'm queer. She's queer. Now that she's come there, I think she's going to really dedicate herself to it. I don't want to stereotype, but I wish she had made a little adjustment to her appearance. Well, I cut her hair. (laughs) I didn't want to go that far, but just a little. Okay, so when I, I can always take it back to me, right? When I was experimenting with my sexuality slash questioning it, I bought a flannel shirt and listened to a lot of Missy Higgins, okay? I was in my early 20s, but I just feel like she would have lent into it. May even just wear a rainbow T-shirt. I mean, Everybody's she, welcome on Ellie Street. She showed up on just a voicemail, ready to spend the rest of her life with her. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like if <laughs> Chloe couldn't make it work with a hot, actual, experienced lesbian, yeah. what's yeah. going to happen when she's with the hot kind of ambivalent? Ambivalent. And mm. do you notice, do you think Ellie just lost interest with Sean too? Well, him. <laughs> I don't think there's any great shock there. Sean with his like bloody spam cupboard. My favourite throw line was, "Oh, Sean's got his own Bondi pad or something. He's doing he's good down at the Bondi icebergs." Did Susan and Carl go, "Hey, niece, can your partner give us some money, please?" 
Yes. He could have. What did they sell again? Cheese? Well, that was Swiss. That was Swiss. I think they were ill-defined company, and we yeah. were speculating on which Swiss <laughs> companies they were. You, got, you guys, I think was it was it Kinder Chocolate? I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, we're getting older. Yeah. It's been a few years since we started this Yogurt. pod, but some of these seeds oh, we milka, milka we plant these seeds ourselves. They didn't oh, they happen have, on the show. They said everyone owns neighbors. <laughs> That's us. <It's> true. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was a Swiss Army knives. <laughs> He could have used a few of those in the mountain cabin. Oh, no, that's how, that's how he got into the spam cans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. So she lost interest with Sean. Oh, my. There was nothing. There was nothing. There was nothing. There's no charisma. You don't have any charisma, Ellie. Great you, you, mystery. You were going to get married to Mark Brennan, the, the blandest Brennan. The greatest mystery is how did she last more than a year with dry toast? What did they talk about? Nothing. What no, they, they, had, they had a baby. Ellie, Ellie's got one thing to talk about and that's herself. Oh, that's true. They had a baby. I haven't had a conversation with my partner in two years because every time I do he just starts babbling away with the toddler. Yeah. And they had a baby and lots of money. Oh so what's God. there to talk about? He was going to buy a handbag and he was off to the club. She's like, I never had. I never loved him the way I... Felt when I was with you. I'm like, no. Dude, you no only got would. pregnant because you had, what, a one-night stand? Also, their relationship was super one-sided. Chloe had a big crush and Ellie was like, I like men, bye. And then they had one date on a boat in Lasseter's Lake and then Chloe's like, I don't want to ruin the friendship. Okay. And then, yeah, a bit of a fizzer. So what Ellie missed was someone fawning all over her going, I love you, Ellie, you're the best. Yeah. Um, so they're at this reception and it's a street party. So many times it's been mentioned that they want it to be a cricket game or whatever. It wasn't a cricket game but it was an old-fashioned neighbour's street party. It was really. perfect. Yeah. Blankets on the asphalt. That no one was sitting on. <laughs> what, would would and, you? But there was giant cushions and, and we're pondering the scene and who did we see chatting to each other? It was um, Mrs Punt and... Leo, maybe? I can't remember. But there was like Mrs. Punt dangerously close to some floor cushions. And I was like, she is going to go A over T right here. Oh, she's going to sue someone. And God damn it, we deserved it. And in the council, that's what somebody said that, that their wish was there for the B, like Mrs. Punt, to take a, a huge prat fall, fall in uh, the, the final scene. They wanted it as the final moment, yeah. Yeah. I was all for that because I thought we, the true fans, would love it. Mm. And then the fair weather fans would be like, oh, this is like mystifying. Like, why Great. is this random woman just falling over? <laughs> And like a, a look of horror on Paul's face. Oh. I mean, I know they had to leave with Barry Crocker, but that meant we missed out on the. Ah. I know, robbed, robbed of Lucy Maunder, who I did reach out to many moons ago when we did discuss that Name theme song. Buzz. Yeah, um, <laughs> she. I don't think she really understood what the hell we were doing, so she was like, <laughs> "Okay, I'll." Interview, do an interview, but that kind of fizzled out. But anyway, I appreciate her entertaining it, the concept. So what the whole that? last few episodes we've had this book floating around that's turned into a Facebook page, which is perfect because that's exactly what mm. would have happened with a book for a community. Mm. We're all in a community Facebook page or five. <laughs> um, and Harold at one point, because the whole street's moving, mm. suggests that Susan writes a forward the book. So during the reception she's inside and Carl and Susan, Carl comes in to get her because Susan's sort of wistfully sitting on the couch and they have this moment where they look at each other and tell each other that they love each other 
so nice. It was so beautiful. And then Susan said, I'll come out. I just figured out what I'm going to write. And then it all turns into like an episode of Call the Midwife with Vanessa Redgrave doing a voiceover. (laughs) But it was perfect. Was the best of times, was the worst of times. When it had been said in the press that the last line was of the show was going to be given to Jackie Woodburn. And I was like, Mm. chef's kiss. I thought it was just going to be a line of dialogue. Mm. Like, oh, pass the snags, Carl or something, you know. Yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be Did you get a donor, which is one of mm. Toadie's last oh, no, 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 it was. <laughs> is it someone we is know? Is it someone we know? Yeah. Because it, it's dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would have been great if it had been like, oh, you know, well, last night wasn't Mel, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> or if he'd said, you know, you've got three other adult children you've ignored <laughs> for yeah. a long time. You are a deadbeat mum. <laughs> But I was not expecting it to be this beautiful monologue mm. set to this uh, montage of street merriment. Mm. Yes, and she mentions, you oh. know, like how do you describe a community? Oh, oh the beautiful yeah. line about, oh, and, and seeing people together who, you know, would have really got along but yeah. they never met. Mm. And then it was like flashing to Luzicus chatting to like other people who he would never have met before. Yeah, and a bunch of other losers. <laughs> But then she goes, and then it's not just the, you know. Let's, let's hear, listen to Jackie. Susan. Jackie Susan. Susan Jackie. How do you begin to describe a street? Do you talk about the houses, the bricks and the mortar, the gardens and the trees? Or do you talk about the people? Where do you begin with the history? Do you start with your own or those who came before you? When we moved to Ramsey Street... The community was already here. So the bit that broke me, which normally, you know, I'm not a massive Sonia fan, but, yeah, just seeing her standing there next to the three children. Then I think of the people who can't come back, the people gone too soon. Oh, that was just the saddest. And it actually was a beautiful nod to Melanie as well because Melanie has said to Nell, like, Sonia's always in your heart. Mm. And she was there in the... Oh, God, tears around Australia. Little Hugo's mum is just in prison. <laughs> She's not dead. It would have been nice to have had Mads D there just as somebody to give a seal of approval. Yeah. yeah. Her blissing. <laughs> yeah, the blissing. Yeah, D's blissing. <laughs> no, and of course we saw Hendrix. Oh, God. Oh, Hendrix yeah. and Mackenzie. That lovely oh. twirl, little dance move. Yeah. Ghost Doug. Yeah. And then, and so yeah, I was, I was quietly sobbing a bit. Madge. Sing, oh, Madge. That was great. And I was nudging baby Madge going, look, look, it's Madge, it's Madge. She's like, <laughs> why can't I be Kylie? <laughs> I know, and I'm like, I'm trying yeah. to sell her and I'm like, this is Kylie's mom. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this um, is the Kylie of yesteryear a little bit. So it's all it's all a bit poignant. And then who do we see for <laughs> her like Ian Rawlings. Did, I was we- like, Weren't we going to go do a bingo night that he hosted? <laughs> yes, and every time I drive past that pub, I try to look like for a hand-painted sign on the window to see whether he's back and nothing so far. But um, Sonia broke me. Phil glued me back together. Uh, you know what broke me? And then the kids are playing with the balloons that are tied to the ceramic pig. Our ceramic pig. Our ceramic pig. Elvis. Hayley Charlesworth on Twitter reminded us with an amazing mega thread of all the recent highlights of mm. Neighbours, Elvis the Ceramic Pig, the pig that Carl bought for Susan's and his lawn that was hideous and Susan banished mm. it to the garage and said she gave it away and that pig was floral and this pig in the street, it was definitely the same pig or the same brand yeah. but it was plain pink, has had a paint job yeah. or it's a cousin of the original and... 
it was our pick. So yeah. there's a few. There was this episode. We'll talk about it when it's we get to it. But the episode where Melanie moves in and brings all the ceramic pigs with yeah. her that we felt that was our homage to neighbours. And there's always some party pooper that it's rains like, on your parade. Is like, Melanie's always like pigs. It's not about you. But it's like, oh, come on, everyone remembers Melanie for the honking laugh, right? Yeah. No one goes, oh, Melanie Pearson, the pig collector. Yeah. I feel like Old Bait Elvis would have hit the skip years ago. <laughs> which I did think Susan mentioned. And it was Hard Rubbish Week, which we never get to see that was in Erin's Borough. Yeah. I loved it Maybe. because it was putting the rubbish out. It's like the end of something. Maybe Vera Punt stole it from the Hard Rubbish. <gasps> so when she put it out, Susan went and grabbed it. Or Melanie was like, yes, another yes, pig, another one. But I feel like they wouldn't actually bring out Elvis the pig ever again had we not talked about him every week. 100%. So whatever you think of Melanie's ceramic pig collection, you can't argue that that big-ass mofo that they brought out at the mm. end with the love heart balloon on it yeah, was not for us. And even if it wasn't, for, whatever, it was beautiful. It was mm. mine. It was ours. We claimed it. I screamed in Fed Square. I cried. Mm. I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> And another really lovely fan tribute to the absolute Bible Mm. of Neighbours, the perfect blend, were the final words spoken by Jackie in her monologue as well. Mm. Celebrate it all, the good, the bad, because all of that makes us who we are. Everyone deserves a place in the history of Ramsey Street, even those who watched us from afar. Together, we have been. Susan? The perfect blend. Where were you just now? I was home. Which, of course, they're taken from the theme song. It is, but but that's from the the second verse, which hasn't been used in many a year. Yeah, and I think the thing is, is that we had a writer on the show that told us about the, the fuck it bucket. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think that the pigs became something that Neighbours was that no other show really is mm. with that silliness, you know, mm. have somebody terrorising a school and then everyone, you know, worried about the underpant stealer of yeah. the week or whatever. Yeah, or whether Susan Kennedy shat herself or whether it was a durian. <laughs> yeah. No, there wasn't a bloody um, durian platter at the wedding. No, no there was not. Um, but the thing is, is that, and I, I didn't coin it at all, but Neighbours has put a word on that very essence of yeah. Neighbours. And also I will admit it wasn't even a ceramic pig. It was like fibreglass or something, the big Elvis. But, oh, yeah, I just at the time called it ceramic and that stuck. Yeah, because that one was. Oh, no, no, Elvis wasn't even. No, yeah, you're that's right. what I mean. Yeah, I right. just was like mm. like word waffle as I do on this thing. It and was I just, such a weird storyline. It was so weird. Like it, it had so tulips weird. coming out of it. Mm. And they have weird things all the time, but they used to. They don't now. Cause it's Did he get it from Sonia's nursery? I think we had that discussion at the time. Like what's Sonia doing keeping that in stock? Who, who <laughs> knows? But that it is one of the huge essences of the show. So by having that pig at the end... Mm. Paid homage to that being yeah. the essence. Oh, the essence. Oh, and then the love heart. And then the con- the balloon pierced and confetti rained down on the street. And it was... What did I say at the time? Microplastics. Yeah, I, I commend <laughs> I commend that. I commend that. I mean, they looked a lot of the, them the, were the, the, com- CGI. Yeah, yeah. computer-generated microplastics. But it was nice. And because it was a homage to the red balloon that was being let go by um, Nell in the mm. credits for a while. 
And then it ends with a compilation of all the theme songs over yep. the years. Which is great. And cast shots in the background. The sweetest thing, once we got up to the latest version, Baby Madge turns up to me and she goes, it's our song, Mama. Oh, Bonnie's. Which some people hated it. I always loved oh, it. I God, thought it was, it was a really, it, really good version of the song. It was gorgeous. It made it catchy. I've never found the Neighbours yeah. theme song catchy. But Bonnie's version was catchy and she did a great job. And now a couple of moments of threads that we didn't get to that will have their own moments in the sun when we get to those episodes. Isabel Hoyland. <gasps> yes. I uh, think, yeah, we're going to have to cover yeah, her. We, we will cover the, the – We can't. Yeah. I just will say that I loved everything about her union with Shane Ramsey – Every single moment a yep. winner. Kate had some things to say about her outfit choices in the finale. Yep, yep. That's right. I'll save it for when we discuss her. In well, title. you can say the, the outfit because she wore it today. So you have to say it about that now. Oh, okay. Well, like she's clearly just finished up a shift at Target, you know, <laughs> black slacks and red shirt. <laughs> I think they went budget on her um, wardrobe after yeah, blowing they, it on the wedding. They had to, and Annie's beautiful silhouettes. They had, yeah. Mm. So, but also you can put anything on her, and she's mm. easy. Yeah, is in that beautiful hair. Um, some for yeah, wanting acceptance from the Kennedys, whatever. I mean, it but was I'm, strange. But I guess having met Jackie Woodburn and CJ and I having sitting a meter from her in Queensland. I want acceptance. I would. I want it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want it. Like I can imagine <laughs> Izzy be like, "Yes." But Susan's like, "So you sleep with my husband and my son?" Yeah. She's like, like um, "What's? We could have just had a cup or in a chat." But you know what? Susan forgave her a little bit. She's like, "Ah, uh, are you not sleeping with my son anymore? Cool." Yeah. Could you whatever, go sleep with someone else? Whatever we do to get there is good. And one other thing, we can give it its moment now. The video montage. That Carl has cobbled together as a wedding gift to Tony and Mel. You know why? It's so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. You like emails a son are to free. Me, son. Yeah. yeah. Emails are free. So true. Like when you used to get um, blue sky digital e cards for people. Yeah. All right. Oh, just, I, just like when NCZ got it for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Uncle. NCZ, where was he, mate? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, as, yeah, wasn't it the line, where are the kids? Uh, yeah. And I yelled out in the middle of Fed Square, they weren't good enough to be on the show again. Anyway, no. I was a bit thrown because I thought it could have just been a compilation of the Facebook group or was it half Facebook group, half, or Carl went. It was weird. Maybe but... Carl in the Facebook group went, there's always one who's like, I'm going to promote my small business while I'm in a community group. And he's just mm. like, while you're all here, can you, I get you to do my wedding present for my friend? You know, like on our birthdays where we like gif off on mm. the council. Mm. He was just, you know, everyone get on your thing and do a little video. Yeah. yeah. Some of our old neighbours who couldn't be here have sent you some messages. Congratulations, Toddy and Melanie. I am so sad that I can't be there with you today. Have an amazing wedding day, Toddy. And I love you guys so much. Congratulations on your wedding, Toady. Hi, Melanie. I don't know either of you. Not that I ever got to walk down the aisle with Amy. There might still be time yet. Hi, everyone. It's Nina here. I'm so sorry I can't be with you today, but I'm with you wholeheartedly in spirit. It's me, Shazza. I know, I know. Who wants to hear from their ex on their wedding day? I know Mum and Dad are going to miss you heaps, so... Better stay in touch with all of us. My years living on Ramsey Street were honestly some of the best of my entire life. You all stood by me, even 
when I invented the struggle era. It just goes to show wherever you are in the world, Ramsey Street can bring you together. Sending love to you, Ned. Love you, son. Maybe we need to do a bonus episode another day. That explains day. the production so, quality maybe. of this some of them. This po- podcast is probably going to be quite long. Yeah, it's two hours. But I was going to say, do you want to do a shot by shot later another time of that? Montage? No. I think so because then we can talk about who's conspicuously <laughs> oh, absent as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a forensic analysis of that montage. We could do a whole, you know, this is the luxury of Post Neighbours Neighbours. We can do a whole we episode do whatever on that. the freaking hell we want. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be numbered. It doesn't have to be episode 250. It could be 250A. But we need to go shot by shot of that montage, that um, Zoom compilation, and yeah. just talk about even who chose portrait and who chose landscape. Yeah. And I think there's a lesson in that for all of us. Get facts. Get vaccinated. Come on, guys. If you're holding out now, that should be. It's like watching um, a Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, like Or the portrait of Dorian Gray. One of the two. Just get vaccinated, guys. It gives you some youthful good looks. There's vaccinated people who are able to come back from the dead and be on the last scene of Neighbours. Yeah. 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 So it's great. It's good. It's a good lesson. Well, we've been on a journey this week. And um, I couldn't believe that day came and it came and we all survived somehow and now we're going to have some laughs about it and that's good too because I cried on the news. <laughs> so, uh, shall we do? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> of the last episode. Of the last episode, yeah. Not of all the Not show. of ever. No, not of ever. Not of oh, ever. I don't think we could ever do that, could we? It's too hard. We, I mean, we could. We can do anything we want if we set yeah. our minds to it. But, but it's too hard because I just want to pick Paul and like his win to loss ratio in um in good behaviours. <laughs> Not great. But, okay. Before that, Kate, the honours that you you give. Oh, the saddest bitch in Erinsborough. It is a wild, wide field tonight. Far out. No, you've got, are you going to give it to the OG? Can I nominate myself? <laughs> We were the faces of bereft. Crying at the discotheque. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, uh, look, I don't think I can give it to Ellie because now she's got a girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, you were often giving it to Amy. Yeah, Ellie, because Ellie was. I'm going to have to give it to Amy in a different week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. Uh, um, I don't know because then you go, oh, well, Izzy, no, 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 Izzy was a sad no, bitch but no. she ended up with. Malcolm Kennedy. <laughs> yes, yes. That is that is quite true. <laughs> Mate, you actually banged your half-sister's mother. Oh, my God. Who used to root your dad and absolutely ruined your mum's life. Almost got married. They almost got married. I was at that wedding. But that woman psychologically tortured mm. your mother and you could still think, oh, yeah, I'll give it a go. Yeah. She's a goer. She's hot. Um, She's hot, yeah. So not only that, you then... Ruined your own marriage with Rada Mitchell. I mean, that was on the rocks, let's be real. Yeah, but he was happy to move to another country and just leave his kids. And to live in the same street as his parents? Like, uh, how are you going to uh, live a playboy lifestyle across the road from your parents? I'm getting twitchy because I've been here for four hours away from my son. Yeah. And Malcolm's like, eh, whatever. I don't even oh, know how old Oh, she's No, but she's been sore-assed. She's 19 now. No, that's Holly. Ho-ho. Oh, sorry, Ho-ho. Oh, yeah, but his kids are Susanna, older than Susanna. Them. He's got Susanna, who's yeah. named after Susan, and she's like primary school age. Oh. Is she, is she that much younger than Ho-Ho? Yeah, oh, Malcolm. Anyway. Oh, look, he's a, look she, he comes he, from a long line of deadbeat dads. He, he had Susanna during the course of this podcast, so she's under seven. Mm. Yeah, she's younger than your but first child. But his, his dad was a deadbeat dad, Carl. 
And Carl's dad was also a deadbeat dad. So there's like a whole yeah. yeah. Why, so is can Carl, we, why is Carl a deadbeat? Go back, listen to the podcast. So Just watch like <laughs> like how many years have he been on the show, and you can see what a neglectful go, father. Go is. visit Billy. I think he's a good father. Just he's not, not not the best husband. He's a terrible father. Oh. And why did Billy not appear forever? Because he's they're <laughs> toxic. Why wasn't Anne there and the children? Because they're toxic. Oh, we can't go out anyway, on a anyways, Carl. Anyway, I, back to back to my Mal ranch. So here. can you can we I'm successfully sorry. give him? I can status say, B. Oh, f- then he got dumped and that was just glorious. And you know what? You are truly hats off, saddest yes. bitch in Erinsborough for the finale. Yes. And you'll have to hold that crown unless it comes back. I love that it's a guy. The saddest bitch in Erinsborough. Um, Kate, could you please refer to him his formal name, Mally? <laughs> like a Mally bull. <laughs> Oh. Um, it also not only dumped, dumped in front of his parents in a hotel room. Well, no, he said we broke up. So it that's, happened like five minutes before they walked So you in. need like the piano theme of the saddest bitch playing behind it. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get the scene. I'll get the scene and I'll do just, it. Just tap it out. <laughs> so funny. Mum, I already know. I've broken up. I do want your love and your... <laughs> Your acceptance. Why? You were Carl and Susan Kennedy. If people saw you accepting me, then they would think I was worthy. You used our son to to bolster your self-esteem? I wanted a reason to come back. I thought it was love. I'm so sorry, Mel. I just don't. I'll um, get out of your way. Say it. The saddest bitch in Erinsborough just wants to love and be loved in return. Okay, All so right, citizen or citizen of this ninety and, minutes, and I do have a citizen. Yep, it's okay, Kate. Good. Oh, I don't think I've said your names for this whole podcast. Anyway, Kate. Look, if people don't know us by now, it's too late. Like, don't, don't start now. Guys. If this is your first episode, you know when you're like, they're oh, normally shorter. You know when you're like trying to listen to my favourite murder, and you're like, which one's Karen? I don't know, whatever. Okay, so my citizen is Melanie. Our <gasps> Melanie. Our Melanie. I was torn a bit then because I was going to say Callum, but I was like, no, no, he's he's part of the Melanie love situation here. What a beautiful, generous soul. She's going to be. The most lovely stepmother to all those poor, sad children. <laughs> and she's just, she's been Toadie's best match so far, hasn't she? Yeah, she yeah. actually meets him on a fun level. Um, and I think yeah. a few people mention, oh, Toadie and Dee were always meant to be. I'm like, no, Toadie was the awkward friend that got together with the hot girl. And because of that, it was like Beauty and the Geek. You know, you think. But she was genuinely funny, though, as well. She was a great time, but I just think they were a great early 20s relationship. And yeah. Then he was had that. to kill her. He <laughs> didn't. What was it that the junk time boy said? Turn left, you bastard. <laughs> but it was like, you know, like the Batusha advocate articles about Toadie, like when he was in that photo with all the hot women he's painted <laughs> I do also want to shout out in the Neighbours Council. Sarah that started the thread. Oh, yeah, Sarah started the thread asking everybody to celebrate their favourite Neighbours moments ahead of the finale and I cried again. But it was, yeah, I was just, I cried again. Thank you, everyone. Um, Was there a shit? Oh, well, no, we don't have to pick 
I forgot how this show works. <laughs> you pick citizen or citizen. I got it. Kate knows how this I'm works. Not gonna, I'm not going to focus on a citizen. No, no, no. I just couldn't remember how to do my own show. CJ, can I go? Is that yeah. Okay? Yeah, I don't, I don't know who I'm picking yet to go. <laughs> citizen. Citizen. Oh, no. Now I'm torn. Uh, it's Beth Brennan. It's not Beth Brennan. Bloody <laughs> Ned for his one smile and passion yesterday. Beth Brennan, come back. Oh, my God. We didn't even cover, like, the three couples, like, fully, like. No, I did. I going, caught... to, going to third base on the actual street. <laughs> Call it the makeout I think tent. Like, oh, banging in they're there. the ones that use the pillows for a bit of friction. <laughs> like a bit of dry humping going on. <laughs> really gave them the, the leverage they needed. Oh, my God. Why? Oh, anyway. Because they're all staying, by the way. That's the big twist is that no one's moving except for Chloe. Which it's is, all right, guys. The Rodwells aren't moving. <laughs> which is, That was arbitrary. Because like They were going weeks, with the market trends. Yeah, which the, look, market trends aren't great right in Melbourne right now. Yeah. But Mike wants to buy Chloe's house and makes this big declaration to Jane that, I've got a job at Erinsborough High, which good, they need teachers. Oh, it's actually, I think it'd be pretty easy to get a job as a teacher <laughs> right now. I've spoken to Susan and there's a job, like, of course, yeah. there's a job. Yeah, Muddy Muggleton, he's out in his ass now. <laughs> 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 I wasn't <laughs> I've broken Vayer again for a second time this week. <laughs> I of all the reverences. Of all the characters, I just wasn't expecting. <laughs> I was not expecting anybody to I'm say. I'm crying again. <laughs> I was not expecting anybody to say. I'm crying. I just, you know, when you just know, you know, when you just not expecting. I just like to tell the listeners that it is actually 1.45 a.m. Okay, right now. So. <laughs> gotta go home. My child's up with a cold. I've got to go home. Um, anyway, he says, I'm in love with you. I've always been in love with you. That's awesome. Make out. I oh, know your daughter's right there. Okay, make out later. Make out on the balcony. I mean, there's some cushions outside. <laughs> <laughs> go to the tent. is going to clean up the sweat spots. Seven, seven minutes in heaven. It's the seven minutes in heaven tent. <laughs> but with open doors. And gravel rash. Oh. Um, I think I was going to, I'm going to do joint citizen because I can, because I invented this podcast. I can do whatever I want. It's going to be joint citizen to Susan Kennedy and I don't know any Jones's character's name. Plain Jane Superbrain, Jane Harris. Just for being, just for existing and exuding such warmth, such warmth. So, <laughs> CJ, how do I back this up? Um, so I'm going to go with, I mean, I would. Don't call, you dare. No. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. It's your last chance. <laughs> Come it's on, not, it's not. perpetual. It's no, not. no, no. But this is the, the perpetual one. It's the finale. I'm going to give it to Paul. Oh no! no who are yes. you going to say? Who are you going to really give it to? I was going to give it to Mike. Oh yeah, that's good. You can do. Why don't you do joint? There if, you go. That'll take. Is, the, that'll take the edge off. So, and it's for both men being honest with the women they love. Okay. I did. Okay, Paul did hold up a card that said respect. 
Yep. Some would say he should hold up 1-800-RESPECT. Like, <laughs> I'll take respect. I'll That's take a good it. Line. Yeah. Thanks. I'll take it. Um, no, but it feels weird because Mike's obviously just been in this episode. <laughs> That's it for me because I wasn't – I didn't watch him But earlier. he did some heavy lifting. He did some heavy lifting and he came in, you know, what's that song? You came in – it's, it's like I came in like a red. There we go. Um, and he pivoted the store and let, he closed neighbours yeah. for us in a way that, you know, obviously Susan did too. But, yeah. And he, um, he, he really did feel like he should have just been coming back as a recurring character like yes. for many times over the years. Which I think he wanted to but his yeah. agent was like, mate, no. But you know what? There's no more neighbours. Therese can't mm. leave him. Paul did it. He's what? got to raise forever now. Yeah, no. So but also now agents and publicists, et cetera, are meaningless because the show's over. So everyone can do whatever they want as well. I know, but the end of Neighbours has happened and Therese and Paul went into the sunset together. But also, mate, look, in my head canon, Mackenzie's mum is there giving with every step of the way, guiding them through. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Therapy. I thought you meant Mackenzie's like mum from the, the show. Mum from Where's her no, ghost? Georgie Stone. From the grave. <laughs> Um, Dr. Stone is there <laughs> making sure he doesn't fuck up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's getting treatment. But, yeah. no, in all honesty, I think Mark and Mike changed the show for us at the end. And just yeah. the way he looked like, oh, well, well, anyway. It was just a very – it was warm and fuzzy and heartfelt. And sometimes you kind of need – we maybe needed a little bit of a stranger to me to end the show, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. But also Susan's final line, I was home. Yeah. I mean, I at least hope some of those characters get a few renovations or interior decorating zhuzhes because you don't want everything to stay the same forever. It's dull. Yeah, but we're not going to see it. It has to happen in our head. Okay, right, yeah. I mean, if the load-bearing walls can be moved around in the, those houses, then... I just, I feel like for all of the Neighbours fans, I think we can all just keep imagining what the characters are up to. Yeah, we can. We can do it any because, time. Because life goes on. Life goes on in Ramsey mm. Street. Paige becomes a real estate agent off screen. And <laughs> as, as shit as she was at it and everyone's like, oh, you're going to lose your commission. She's like, oh, I got one. One in five not bad. Mate, you, you haven't even covered your, like, plain fare at this point. She hasn't even got on onto Vistaprint and got business cards mm. or anything yet. It's brilliant it's business name, though. A new oh, A new page. Bad logos, though, the sign. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, what also lives on in Twitter is the parody accounts. <gasps> yeah. And, um, you know, people are questioning Brad not being there. Shout of course, out. Drabby Drab. Shout out Drabby Drab. He told us what they got up to mm. on the night and what was it? Was, they were having some beers on the couch, him and Immy and um, the ghost of Josh and um, Piper. Immy's husband. Tiles. Yeah. yeah. They were just yeah, having they were some just beers. Kicking back on the GC. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> So that's this is it's all in our heads now. That's it. We can oh, and that's what we've been doing is I wish that this would happen. I wish that that would happen. We could now we can do this do that forever. Yeah. Yeah. So Paul and Teresa are actually going to break up 50 more times. In Vaya's head. Yeah. In ours. But in mine. No, in my head, he is in therapy 3 times a week forever. And that's how they move forward. That's in mine, right. he's just gradually gaining grandchildren and <laughs> still being, you know, he's still got some roguish charm to him. Every now and then one of his kids goes to prison and he gets them out. And that's how he remembers he has to be nice. I mean, there's probably going to be another storyline, you know, where he has an affair with Courtney Grixty and... That got a little name change. Anyway. Yeah. The point is um, the Brady Bunch was having reunions every 10 years. So, look, there'll be a reunion. Don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it. If the price is right, 
there'll be a reunion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's only one way we can go out, by the way. Um, gals, it's been a treat. It's been wonderful to laugh about this because it's been so anxiety-inducing for months and everyone is bereft, but we're going to keep finding the joy. Kate, thank you for hanging out. Thank you. CJ, Catherine Jones. Thank you very much. As I keep, I've, I say many times, thank you for taking me on the magic carpet ride. Oh, don't make me cry. But this is not the end of it. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah. We're gonna, we'll come back. We're gonna, we've got some fun stuff planned next time. And I'd just like to finish by quoting Crafty Ali Bobs from Twitter who said, I suppose it's true what they say. Just a friendly tweet each lunchtime, that's when internet weirdos become good friends. Yeah. Yes, thanks, Ali. Yes. Neighbours, the online neighbours community mm. brought us together. Mm. It's brought so many people together and, yeah. Kate's going to cry again. And a lot of journos were asking me this week, what does neighbours mean to you? What does neighbours mean to you? And I was just like, it's the connection to all yeah. of our friends all over the world through the internet. That's it. With the perfect plan was in you all along. <laughs> <laughs> that made it weird. Thanks, gals. Thanks for listening, gorgeous Neighbours community. And we'll be back for episode 251. I don't know when, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I do know when. I just need to edit it. And it's been fine. It'll be fine. There's only one way to go out. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Neighbours. Everybody needs good neighbours. With a little understanding.